Hey, this is Louis Ozoa. You're catching me on Below the Belt. Thanks for having me. And I'm on Hunters, which is on Amazon Prime only. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. again for another episode of below the belt show the quarantine edition that's right btv at home uh i'm your host al soto aka celebrity soto your host with the most here for your weekly eargasm at home (laughs) so let's go ahead and introduce tonight's panel starting with that's right guys he is the king of the 80s the demotivational speaker, the one and the only Chachi McFly. Yeah, it's like the first time having Blow the Belt show in her underwear. We used to back in the day when we had strippers in the studio, but this is like not fun. <laughs> well, you, you, can, you can be the stripper now, Chachi, if you wanted to, or whoever wants to, to I, do that. Not. Okay. Well, oh, you twisted my arm. Okay. Oh, here goes Jenna. Oh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Somebody's going to introduce some guys. He is the man with the calming presence. Well, I don't know if that was very calming. Uh, he's no. The, no. Prince, the prince of comic book pop culture. He is Mike, the General Zod. Bow down to Zod. What's hello, up, Mike? Hello. Yeah, to have you doing... back on BTB? Yeah, not in my underwear though. Although, okay, yeah, at least. It is a two-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, as guest co-host joining us tonight, I think we coined her Miss Whiskey and Cupcakes. Is that a? I don't know. We haven't really decided on a. I'll take uh, Miss Whiskey. Damn. Oh, that sounds <laughs> that awesome. Point? We haven't figured out a nickname for her, but nonetheless, guys, she is actress extraordinaire, filmmaker extraordinaire, educator extraordinaire. Um, am I missing anything? And mistress of lighting, let me tell you. Uh, right? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> the one and the only, Alexis Barone. Hello. Good to have you back on BTB Airwaves, Alexis. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. And... I'm not in my underwear, but I am definitely in yoga pants, so that's fine by me. Chachi, you're a big fan of yoga pants, aren't you? Are you not? 
<laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm a, I'm a okay. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Are you not? <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, you know have heard of these two other guys. Alexis, what have you been up to? How have you been dealing with um, the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, fellas, let me tell you, I have been doing actually really well during this whole crisis, which is sort of weird to say, but no, I've been doing great. I've just been over here. I've been editing my short film. I edited my director's reel, which if wow. you haven't seen it yet, I need to show you because uh-huh. it opens with my music videos that I've directed and then so, closes with very um, dope. You know, narrative. Yeah. So really exciting. I've written some scripts, got to talk to some producers in New York. So yeah, I've been kind of checking away during this whole, wow. whole shindig. Yeah, and, you know, I guess. Have we plugged uh, the film on um, the short film that you're doing? Um, but if we haven't, go ahead and talk about it again if you could. Sure. I think we plugged it. But the short film is called Lion's Den. It stars myself and Lion Beckwith. Not named for the film. Promise. <laughs> and, Are you uh, sure? I'm positive. I'm sure all positive. That's not positive. what he will say. It's a cow I know. Joke although. I know, I know. No, uh, the film was, was titled bef- way before he actually joined, actually. Um, yeah, and so the short film that is... spelling, though. I'm sorry? With the same spelling. No, no, it's like a, it's normal line spelling, not Lion Beckwith spelling. I would never take that okay. away from him. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like I, can't, I can't compare yeah. that. Like no. the animal yeah. lion, got it, got it. Yes, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, you're the lion yeah, queen. I can't roll my you know, R as well. The Tiger King, so. <laughs> um, yeah, screw the Tiger King, I'll be the lion queen. There you go. So, yeah, no, just uh, just working on my short film, Um, you know, writing the feature-length version for it. Like I Not said, really just focusing on uh, after, you know, after all of this is said and done, I've got a couple of other uh, music videos I'm shooting. So, yeah, just uh, directing, directing, you directing. You did a great job with some of those music videos. I got to I gotta admit, you're uh, quite the budding young filmmaker. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, it's really nice to, to have worked with so uh, with so many different mediums already. I mean, I've worked with uh, yeah. Turkish pop. I've worked with punk rock, uh, gospel punk hip rock. hop. I'm doing a, a political video next yeah so it's kind of wild you know it's kind of cool to be doing so many different genres you know it's it's pretty awesome so yeah i'm very happy and i think so far it's it's been really fun because i've worked with both men and women artists and um you know it's it's really nice it's really nice to work with work across all spectrums um of people and genres and stuff so i'm really excited i I really just want to keep keep directing i'm so happy so (laughs) Awesome. Do you have any websites or social media you want to promote? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't even know my Vimeo. Just look me up on Vimeo. It should be Vimeo.com. Look for Alexis Baroni. Um, okay. But also, you know, to check my to check my reel out. But you can also find me on Instagram. That's where I do most of my posting. Although today cool. you'll see a, po- a post of me and my fiance. Oh, um, that's right. Oh. I'm sorry. She's off the market, guys. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> what, a tragedy. what a tragedy. <laughs> General, you're upset to hear that? Why have all of our listeners just dropped off? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Alexis. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank- Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, are you are you oh, yeah. wedding planning ready? Are you planning a wedding um, already? Not really, because our well, wedding's is in it... 22. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to ask. It's. Uh, I'd imagine it's pretty difficult doing any sort of planning now because a lot of right. the out 
a lot of the absolute most fun, actually the only fun parts of wedding planning is when you get to visit cool places and they give you free food and yeah, uh, food tasting, wine tasting. Yeah. Um, and you can't do it. Hey, shoot, that, right? guys! I should have I should have pretended it, it, to be engaged a long time ago for that. Exactly. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so did you get engaged during the quarantine? No, I got engaged right before it on uh, February okay, 9th. Good. Yeah, I was up in wow. I was up in Canada visiting okay. the uh, the ice that was festival. Close to Valentine's Day, actually. The ice hotel. Yeah, yeah. So well, we so, did so the amount camp. of the amount of love between you and your fiance completely shut down the world. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> That is 100% correct. I would think so. Oh, I miss you, Comic God. Couples get engaged during the quarantine, like proposal and everything, and I'm like, okay, she's definitely pregnant. It was funny. I've had like so many family members say, they're like, oh yeah, I wonder how, I wonder uh, if there was the baby boom, there's going to be the quarantine boom, and I was like, please don't even say that, guys. This is like serious. Like, this is serious. <laughs> Please don't even say that. <laughs> no. No. So not ready for motherhood yet? Oh, hell no. No one okay. should be like, that's like in my position. Okay. So, yeah. Guys, like I'm, well, I'm trying to work on paying rent and building my career right now. Right, right. Nothing wrong with yeah. That. It makes total um, sense. Hi. So Alexis, say. I know you do a lot of music videos. We have. Yeah. Our special uh, celebrity guest that will be joining our Skype chat a little later. Her name is Ashley Brinton, a.k.a. A.B. A.B. She's got a new track called Nobody, um, which I ho hope you guys got to check out. She's got a YouTube page, um, Ashley Brinton Music. If you want to check out some of her, her tracks and music videos, I think she's super talented, um, young um rapper and singer she kind of started out on the singing side and kind of transitioned more into hip-hop and rap so we'll talk to ashley uh a b a little later in the program so uh that's uh our special guest for later on btb um but uh let, let's go on and uh, everything going on in the world of entertainment guys lots of stuff to talk about and of course everything seems has been affected by uh COVID-19 unfortunately um I think last week we said there was 28,000 fatalities in the United States due to COVID we're now up to 47,000 guys um it's almost doubled from our show last week um and over 800,000 uh, cases of of COVID nineteen in the U S. Um, and then the new um, news about um, COVID possibly returning in the fall, uh, according to Dr. Fauci, the CDC expert, uh, um, and President Trump says uh, COVID nineteen will definitely not return in the fall, which are kind of conflicting uh, statements there. But well, President Trump also said that it would. It would uh, it would fade out after like what five uh, five cases fifteen cases fifteen cases right, right yeah right. Um, I wish I wish President Trump was was right I really wish he was right but that wasn't the case Kennedy doesn't um, sadly <laughs> he rather he I rather really wish he was right yeah I mean I mean as much as I don't agree with well I mean you know yeah I really if he wish was, he was right uh, but it wasn't the if case. he was course i wish it was correct that yeah, like yeah. you know this wouldn't be a big deal and we could reopen right. the economy and everything yeah, like else it's, but it's way too early for a sequel in, in the fall i mean you know yeah no one wants to see that already 
Yeah, you gotta I wait mean, at least three years. Right. For yeah. A good sequel. yeah three. Anticipation or whatever. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, it's too much. It's it's like overkill. Mm-hmm. Well, the concern I have is that some governors have already decided to open their states, including uh, yeah, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, um, who will allow movie theaters in Georgia in Georgia start uh, reopening, um, starting on the twenty seventh. That's next week, guys. Um, yeah, that's, that's a little uh, frightening. And that's, I guess, they want to go into phase one already. I didn't think movie theaters were in that um, phase one opening, but um, you know, President Trump and, and a lot of the expert disagreed that that should be the case. But um, obviously, the people behind AMC theaters, Regal Cinemas, Cinemark, all probably want to get back due to the, you know, they've been really financially impacted negatively by uh, COVID nineteen. Um, and there's but, really no movies uh, for them to even show right now, so I guess it's going to be all like old movies, like like ten, twenty year old movies. Oh, is that what they're doing? They're not going to just show. I don't know what was what was out right before the pandemic they could they started. could they could show like some of the the blockbusters that went straight to digital release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I doubt yeah. they're going to do that though. I mean, I heard, I heard the plan was to like show a lot of older like 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 Back to the Future or like. An older movie they'll like probably that. have a mix of that. I'm sure they'll have a mix of both. Well, well I know, I know, a... quite a few places have been showing, like you know, like like you guys have been saying, like revivals and things like that. Um, Mephisto right. was like re-released in like 4K, which was awesome on some platform that I cannot remember that I'm gonna rent from at some point because my friend wrote an article about it. So yeah, a well, lot maybe... of a lot of you know, um, Mephisto. It's a a um, Hungarian Oscar winner back in like the hmm. 80s. Yeah, so uh, uh, check it out because I plan check on doing it. it. Well, yeah. I probably won't, but but thank you. At least you're honest. Yes, I could totally understand that, um, especially you know, the fact that being in a shelter in place or a quarantine or whatever, it's not pleasant at all. It's not pleasant for anybody. I mean, sure, there's stuff Absolutely we can not. do because because we're um, we're you know, we're, you know, the four of us, we're relatively lucky. Like we don't, uh, we're not in a position where we literally have to worry about like um, how we're going to feed ourselves or right. whether we have anything like that. And I think all four of us, roof over our head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think all four of us still have jobs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, the show. Uh, <laughs> editing here and there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. But but the whole point is The that... show pays well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Editing pays real well. well. <laughs> what do you men- mention it because some um this is crazy to hear, but um film and TV shoots have restarted in Sweden and Denmark. Oh yeah, under, that... under, did you hear about this? Under a new set of preventative rules related to um the crisis. Um, Sweden didn't actually impose a lockdown at all. That it was like business as usual in Sweden. I guess Sweden was was really low in the number of uh, Sweden. Sweden COVID was cases. harder than a lot of European countries, but they did practice something a little different than a lot of countries did. And okay. they claim what it they claim what it's based on is that culturally Sweden's not as touchy feely as a lot of other. Um, mm-hmm. I mean that that Cultures, might be kind yeah. of yeah, well, but like they Italy, have... Italy, they all like kiss each other on the cheeks and stuff. They do exactly. the double kiss. Mwah, mwah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but and I mean, they don't that's... handshake in Sweden either. Mm, they, they do. 
Okay. <laughs> but, they're just, but, they're well. just, okay. So, but there's rules with, with, with the film and TV shoots in um, Sweden. Um, I would suggest for Stranger Things and all our favorite shows to start production in Sweden if they can. But the rules are <laughs> um, a maximum of 50 people on set. Um, and Denmark has enforced strict restric- restrictions since um, since March, but they've also decided to um, reassume uh, film production since April 14th. That was last week. Um, mm-hmm. Still have to do social distancing. So I guess if they're shooting any um, uh, actors uh, doing like an intimate scene, I guess, I guess they can't do that because they can't really social distance if they're shooting something, some kind of romantic love scene, I guess, for, for a shoot, I guess. Um, so this is interesting. I guess they're very limited on what they can shoot if they still have to follow these like um, social distancing uh, rules. Um, and, well, I know, uh, if I may yeah, know, I know, like, for a yeah, shoot that I did recently, um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, like, say who it was for, but for a rather high-profile okay. celebrity person. You took a screenshot? Sorry. I was an yeah. accident. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Like, I, was, I looked like that. I was yeah, like, General, General does that. He doesn't <laughs> know how to work the computer yet. Anyway, so I was on a shoot with a high-profile celebrity athlete, human, and basically they were like, hey, you can't enter this person's house unless you're wearing, like, a full, like, we had to wear full protective suits and masks if we, and gloves and, like, boot things over our shoes if we went inside the house. So, like, in some cases, they might just go that hard. And you want to know what? I fully, if people are going to do that, and if that's what it takes to open Hollywood again, hell yes. I'm so here for it. Just Mm. recycle your suits. (laughs) Was it Tiger Woods? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> um, no. As far as catering on set, there's, there's new uh, rules um, for productions. Um, buffets and coffee stations are not permitted. So as you know, working on sets, um, especially some of the upscale productions, oh. um, have some of the best food. That's I mean, the, the food the is, top, is top-notch, guys. So now all meals are single-serving portions and sit-down oh. meals will be split in two seatings of 20 minutes. Masks will be provided to everybody on set as well. Those um, so, crybabies won't like that at all. Well, why are you saying crybabies? Because I've seen them on set before. Like, um, they're like, oh, they start okay. complaining, like, oh, we're 10 minutes past our coffee break, and they'll start complaining to like the director or whatever. And like, <laughs> Oh, I've they, worked they... with some of those people, and I'm like, yeah. that's not reflective I'm sorry. It's You're not, getting but... paid like a lot of money to be here, and you didn't prep for like maybe a snack. Have you not worked in the film industry? <laughs> I'm very confused. I'm very confused. In fact, there was one shoot that I, I assistant directed, and I was somebody was talk like talking smack or whatever, and like we had had yeah. we tried to have food delivered, and so for some reason like it was DoorDash, I think DoorDash. No, I'm not going to say who it was because I don't actually remember. But, like, one of the food ordering companies <laughs> right. canceled our order. <laughs> they canceled our order. And so then we had to go and reorder from another place. And so our food was two hours late. And so oh. somebody came up to me and started complaining. And they, they said something snarky. They're like, hey, you know that uh, that lunch is um, supposed to be at every six hours, right? And so I just handed them a granola bar. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, here you go. <laughs> deal with it right yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm sorry i'm also not eating oh. so 
Yeah, and if the directors just keep it. working, then we keep working. Yeah. So I guess I'm imagining these rules are going to be the same with our U.S. productions when they resume. Um, so expect that to happen. But again, if you're shooting a series, um, you're not going to have a six foot of separation for certain scenes. You just you just right. can't do that, you know. So I I don't know how that's going to work out. It's pretty well, cra- I wonder, crazy. I wonder if perhaps the barrier between like certain duties will kind of start to deteriorate a little bit. So like, for example, instead of having a PA for every um, guest star trailer, maybe they just won't, maybe they'll just have a trailer and have to go get, you know, stuff themselves to reduce how many people and bodies are on set. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it might just be, I guess the the unfortunate thing about that is, I mean, yeah, the the productions will save a lot of money that way too. If they don't have to, um, they don't have to employ as many people, but that, also means less jobs right and yes. which is unfortunate oh it's unfortunate it's yeah. also something that shouldn't last for forever i think that if anything else if we decide to reopen under these circumstances yes i think that we should keep them and i think that we should absolutely be as as hard as possible on on you don't you don't ma- think you don't maintenance think of these rules but you don't eventually they, they should be taken back right you don't think that once they see like how much money they save on things like that that's not going to become like a permanent thing. Uh, maybe that, to a point, still but not. The union, though. Yeah, not permanently, because I mean, there's certain, there's certain. I hate to say it, but there's certain standards. And frankly, I mean, like when I was yeah. acting on a on a recent shoot, um, frankly, it was nice to have my own PA because I was like, look, set is all the way over here, and I'm all the way over here away from crafty and i really 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 need this like you know like right. i can't go and get stuff so you know so yes i think that in some cases um there are some certain standards that we will have to come back to eventually but not right away i mean this is wartime right you know like yeah. we make do during wartime but then eventually things go back to quote unquote normal which is very luxurious here in america when you're on a sag <laughs> set or on a union set so i look yeah, forward they- to that Luxury coming back. The studios back. are greedy. They um, had a way to like, screw over the actors before. They would oh, there goes General. General, what are you doing? He never knows how to work anything. <laughs> You're an engineer. Come on, man. Get with it. I never, <laughs> I never got, I never really got to. S- iPad. I've never ever gotten the opportunity to set up like a good uh, camera space. So <laughs> it's like just clearly, clearly. It's like trying to FaceTime with a grandparent. <laughs> oh, like. oh my gosh oh, yeah yeah when they do like so this thing true. and like you can only see like their head yeah so um a lot of film festivals have been uh postponed or canceled the venice film festival still plans to proceed in september um so far so um the Cannes Film Festival uh, was the one that recently got uh, canceled. So um, we'll have to see what happens with the Venice Film Festival. I know that events that still want to happen in the summer might, you know, like Wizard World Comic Con in Philadelphia. Chachi and I go to that one every year. Um, yeah. They still plan to have their event in June. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, they won't. Um, Pittsburgh, is soon. it? Pittsburgh, a con in Pittsburgh. I've never been to this con, but it's called the Steel City Con. They're adding celebrity guests like every week. And I'm like, people are commenting, this is not going to go away by June. I mean, even if it does go away, are we ready for a big convention with like thousands and thousands of people in one space? It's got to be. Yeah, we're lucky if we have like movie theaters open by June. 
you know, in restaurants, you know, I mean, it's got to be like baby steps going back into it. Just how we went into this with them taking stuff away slowly but surely. It's got to yep. be the same way going back into it. You can't, just, the have, theaters, like, you can't just have a theaters huge pop con or a concert. Yeah. Yep. And I think with the movie theaters, they're going to do the same. They're going to do um, spacing in the rows. They're going to limit the number of tickets um, and restaurants. They're going to have like tables, like. You know, over no. six feet away. Oh, no, from... not that. Too bad it's like Europe where we have to reserve, you know, tables ahead of time. Right. Oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> heaven forbid, but that is the reality, sadly. Um, um, movies that are um, getting pushed back, um, or is it pushed forward, uh, uh, include uh, Venom, the Venom sequel. Um, they have a new title, General. What do you think of this title, General? Because I know you're a big comic book guy. It's called Let There Be Carnage. A therapy carnage, yeah. Yeah, so is that great? Yeah, <laughs> Alexis, uh... you don't like the title? <laughs> well, it, it has to do with um... <laughs> the the villain is the the expected villain in the movie. Yeah, and I can't get over how Alexis looks in that. <laughs> well, I, I she screenshot it. It'll last longer. Carnage is uh, one of the new antagonist um who has a very similar powers to venom if you didn't know alexis that's why it's called i didn't Lester. to be honest but i kind okay. of assumed that there was a reason for it <laughs> well uh, carnage carnage seems to come up and down in terms of like prominence in marvel comics like they just recently <laughs> had this uh i mean because basically like there's the idea yeah, that's hysterical, I know. <laughs> please, I, can please, your, I, love this. I can see your teeth. Like, that's all I see. Like, your, your screen is like this right now. It's like, I'm oh. so... Oh, man. I, I love really you, comic guy. I really, I really should have played this better. See yourself on your phone? <laughs> What's that? No, because on phones, on phones for the most part, it like... I can do this, but I'm going to get talking. really, really tired pretty soon. There were some cool oh, posters yeah. in the background there. Oh, yeah. yeah you guys want a little guitar? Yeah. You, you might as well now that you're always moving around. The Clash, what else? Yeah, see, you want to take a look? We're going to get a full tour of his... Uh, of his, of his this is the I got that in Paris, and there's uh, Johnny Cash with Bolson Prison. The Ugly American, which uh, I've actually never seen. I heard it's a pretty bad movie, but... And then Fantomas, and... Uh, an autographed picture of Cal Ripken and an autographed uh, poster of the band Interpol. Well, I'd be happy to sign one of my glossies to add to your wall, General. If you Absolutely. Is <laughs> that the wall of shame? <laughs> good one, good one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so where I was going with that. Well, you're going with Venom, which will now be released in June 2021. It was supposed to come out in October, but... They're pushing things. But yeah, you had a comment on, on Carnage? Yeah, he's like, because uh, like, you know, you can make fun of it and say that, well, Venom was first introduced to be like an evil Spider-Man. And, right. you know, but Venom, you know, during the 90s when, you know, people who read comic books were idiots, myself included, the... <laughs> they thought it was like really cool and extreme to have this like tougher Spider-Man. So Venom eventually became a hero. So, but the problem was they ne they still needed an evil Spider-Man. So they made Carnage, who's like an evil, evil Venom, who was an evil Spider-Man. So it's like kind <laughs> of like a clone of a clone, <laughs> you right? Know, the best way to put it. And 
So, yeah, I mean, they he he tends to uh, come into prominence like once every 10 years in Marvel Comics and then disappears again. And they just okay. recently had a big story with him, a big crossover. And he's like a uh, <clears throat> he like serves this like evil alien venom god or something like that. And I mean, it might work. And he's a cool character. Do you, think, so. do you know what the storyline is? It seems like you already know what you know what story arc they're going for for this film. Probably no, I don't know what they're going to use for the movie. Okay. But if they were going for like what's in the comics, like there's this dark space god called Null who um, is supposed to be the god of like the symbiotes. And uh, what Carnage was was he was a like Venom, Venom symbiote is supposed to be this like almost. <laughs> I'm so impressed with your nerdiness, um, General. Yeah, it's a com- yeah. Prince of Comics. You, you, you can edit all this shit out later. No, no you're good. He is the Persian comic god. <laughs> the Persian comic god, yes. <laughs> so, like, continue with your nerdiness, sir. I give you permission. <laughs> gonna make me all swear to drunk, I'm not God. Uh, General, is it hard for you to go see these um, these superhero movies because you know so much about the backstories? It's kind of like a a cop, like a cop going to see a police movie and being Actually, like, no. There's a lot of nerds that do that though there's a lot of nerds that hate it when a movie like the storyline is different than the comics and they hate yeah they they get all crazy and angry they're like why is thor you know um why is thor fat or um you know they all you could you could say the same thing about like book people too like people who like especially like for like harry potter and things like that Uh like of of recent of recent book fame like they have they have problems with that too and and sometimes you have to keep the audience is on their toes by deviating from known storylines. You know, exactly. And that, and that's the thing. That's the thing that makes it interesting is at least for me is I don't want to see a movie just to watch a rehash of a story. I already know who would want that. And like, uh, I guess I'm a little different in like, you know, an adaptation of a work of literature, I'm actually a lot more of a purist for than I am for a comic book adaptation. Fascinating. Huh? That's fascinating uh, to me. Yeah. Um, the Batman movie is another movie that's going to be pushed, guys. Um, it's going to... Um, it's actually going to be in October of next year instead of June of next year. So everything's going to be shifted due to all the other movies as well. So... Um, it really sucks for movie fans because, like, mm-hmm. it's going to be nothing coming out for a long time. The Sopranos I mean, summer's, movie? Summer's always the it's biggest time, you know, for movies. It is a huge time yeah. for movies. We're supposed to have huge time. When is, uh, Top Gun when is Wonder Woman coming back? When is Wonder Woman coming Wonder out? Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in May of this year or June. June. No, sorry, June, June of this of year. This year. Uh-huh. And um, hey, they very hey. pushed it forward to, um, I believe, yeah. uh, November, right? Had production been completed for like a lot of these movies, like Wonder Woman and Oh Wonder Woman's been done for like two years. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know, I know, like the you know, but like all the post production stuff and all the editing and stuff. Yeah, it's it's been ready to go. It's been ready to go. It was ready to go in June. It's just the the pandemic is pushing things, um, you know, forward. Uh 
Um, another movie is the uh, Sopranos um, prequel movie. It's about the young um, Tony Soprano, The Many Saints of Newark, was supposed to come out in September of this year. Well, now um, premiere in March of 2021. Um, the movie Scoob, um, the animated film based on <laughs> Scooby-Doo characters, <laughs> um, will not have a theater release. It will go straight to on-demand. Uh, available for twenty four ninety nine if you want to pay that premium Gee, rate. That... Um, they decided to not do the just you know postpone the premiere in the theaters because Trolls World Tour did so well mm. as the the biggest debut for a digital rental. So they decided to forego that. Just put Scoob on demand, and there you go. That's what happened. Wait, so is Scoob is that twenty four ninety nine just to rent it? Um, twenty four ninety nine is to buy it. Um, uh, okay. it's, it's actually 19.99 to rent it. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous! Yeah, no. Why would they charge it? that much? It's only well, $5 to actually own the movie and keep it. Otherwise, well, I believe the digital file uh, disintegrates like Thanos yeah. snapped in two in two days or something. I guess. What I guess. You know, they're they're trying to recoup their uh, we're trying yeah. to recoup the revenue, and they're assuming like a family of four would go to see it. Right. And right. still bullshit though. <laughs> I wouldn't want to spend that much. Right. Not for Scoob. Um, what about Scoob? So oh, not for Scoob. No. Not for Scoob. <laughs> not for Scoob. You wouldn't no. do it for Scoob. Uh, another big film is In the Heights, based on um, yes! M. Manuel Miranda. Uh, um, will now be uh, pushed over to June 2021. <laughs> nice. Get wants to make the Heights comment about this movie, don't you? <laughs> With the TV show The Heights. Exactly. You can only use I, one I joke that. once. I made that joke mean? before, like, weeks and weeks ago. I can't make yeah. it again. Can't, you can't every time like, you... kind of sweating down there. You wanted to, to I'm um, so say glad it. you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're proud of himself. Well, that's smug, Chris. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm really excited about this news, guys. This is, I mean, obviously, we're upset about movies getting pushed, but they have to start developing new films. And this is um, the prequel of The Hunger Games. I love The Hunger Games. All four movies were great. Um, it was a success for Lionsgate. And they're actually going to move forward with a prequel film. It's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. What a cool title. Okay, um, that's a dope title. Isn't it dope? Yeah. That's dope. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, Wait, so is, that it's the, gonna be... uh, is that the subtitle or what? Well, it's not going to have Hunger Games in the title, but I think that's it's the not. full title. The full title. Um, that sounds so Game of Thronesy. Be... Let's be honest. Yeah, a little Game of no Thronesy. Yeah, that. the Song of Ice and Fire. Yes, you're right. Very close to that. But um, if you remember, Coriolanus Snow who was played by um, um, Kiefer Sutherland's father, Don Sutherland. It's going to be his younger self. So it's going to be an 18-year-old version of Coriolana Snow, who is the man that grew up to be the evil ruler of Panem. Um, and he's chosen the mentor during a Hunger Games event, finds himself in charge of a young girl uh, from the impoverished uh, District 12. So um, I think that's a, a good... Um, 
uh, prequel choice, and there's already a book to um, fall back on. So source materials there. They're just not writing, you know, aimlessly. Part of me is kind of against this in a way. Really? It feels Fine. like only because like it feels like we're going against the grain, right? Like we have to we have to give an excuse for why this person it was a terrible person. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a weird reasoning on my end, I'm sure. But at the same time, part of me is like, but why do we need, like, you why don't like, do we you have the like need to, to, like, exonerate this it's, character it's almost for like some reason? Star I don't know Wars why. Like, well, it's like the Star Wars prequels. They show how Darth Vader went from a Jedi to a Sith Lord. Or yeah. a Joker. Maybe, or, or, it's going to show, show motivation, because you don't, I mean... In real life, most of these people aren't just like born evil, like something that happens or oh, like exactly. make decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. But like for me, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, is it really a story we need to tell in the for movie characters, though? I don't know why, um, you know, and to be fair, I haven't seen the Joker yet and I really want to. But like for some oh reason, part God, of me is just kind of like, Alexis. they're just milking the crap out of franchises and that's fine by me. But also at the same time, it's not fine by me. I have this weird like, Yes, but no, but yes, but no, kind of thing. So I, I like mean, look, I'll go, I'll see it. Um, like I didn't. I think I only saw like the first three. Right, there's four of them. Yeah, I there's think I only saw the them, first three. Yeah. I haven't seen the fourth one yet. Oh, um, see how it ended, huh? I was too busy yeah, watching. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. Busted. I think. <laughs> you didn't see how I it ended. I've seen either. them all either. Oh, I will. Okay. I will at some point. Like I know for a fact, I will be seeing. Um, I'm probably like this week. Actually, this weekend I have like a movie like weekend like schedule for myself, and I want to see like the new Downton Abbey, like the Downton Abbey movie I haven't seen yet. I want to see the Joker. I want to see um, Little Women, like all the stuff like I haven't seen yet. So like part of me was like, well, damn, I'm happy I wasn't part of like the SAG Awards like committee because I'd be a terrible. Okay. I wouldn't be able to vote. I would feel terrible <laughs> for it. So, like you know, I'm like happy yeah, I it wasn't, seen, but yeah. I haven't seen Little Women in so long because it's damn no. quarantine. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point, right? Um, Chris Pine um, is going to be in a reboot of the movie The Saint, which was yeah, based on the 1997 film starring Val Kilmer. Um, it's actually in good hands because it's um, going to be uh, directed by Dexter Flesher, who was known for rescuing Bohemian Rhapsody and also directing Rocket Man. Um, I don't know. I really barely recall the the Val Kilmer um, version of that film. Well, Plus it's a uh, yeah. Please, if you remember the um the synopsis. You know, you know, you know. It's a it's based on a TV show from the 1960s, right? Oh, it's like a so it's a reboot of a reboot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Saint was like actually like the first prominent role that um Roger Moore had. Oh, okay. eventually became James Bond. And, right. Um, yeah. And it's uh, kind of in that same kind of it was kind of like really uh, it was really cheeky British, um, very kind well, of. I told, can't... I'm reading here Robert Hood, Robin Hood style thief for hire that goes on various heists around the world. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was kind of like you know befitting like the 60s it was kind of campy in this like kind of like cheeky british way and it was i mean it was a i only saw a couple episodes here and there and it was a fun show to watch and 
I actually don't think I ever saw the Val Kilmer movie, but um, yeah, I barely rec- remember that one. So, um, Universal Pictures are partnering on the Green Hornet and Kata. We already saw a recent version with Seth Rogen, didn't Seth we? Seth Rogen, yeah, yeah. That was so now that was directed by Hornet. Michelle Gond- Gondry. Gond- yeah, Gondry. yeah, and it's okay. like. Uh, you know, Michelle Gonry is this fantastically uh, talented, um, talented director, and he directed um, one of my favorite movies of all time, which is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember I was so excited when that came out because, like, you know, Seth Rogen's really funny. And sure, he he's not exactly what you think of as like a superhero. Action but, hero, right? Yeah. But and with Michelle Gonry, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. And it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's why they're tackling it again. I was wondering why they wanted to tackle Greenhorn and Cato. I don't believe it's going to be linked to the Seth Rogen film at all. But, uh, yeah, it's a film based on the classic characters of Greenhorn and Cato. Um, So they're going to that well again. Universal is also going to be developing uh, a film called Dan and Sam. A supernatural romance based on the 2015 graphic novel of the same name. Are you from? I missed a graphic novel. Uh, are you familiar with Sam and uh, Dan and Sam? No, I'm if not. it's what I. Oh, I uh, saw it general? on the shelves. <laughs> I remember seeing it on the shelves. You, oh, you really? Oh, yes. Cool. At the comic book store in Hagerstown. <laughs> oh, fun! Of all places, Dan yeah. I remember seeing I'm it. Gonna... It doesn't ring any bells, but it may, like, I'm thinking it might be something. What's it? Is there a synopsis like, of the story? Yes, of course. Uh, I was uh, going to get to that, General, now okay. yes. Uh, Dan and Sam tells of a young couple who have it all until the woman, Sam, dies unexpectedly. Dan, however, discovers that love transcends the physical world when Sam is allowed to visit him one night a year. One night a year, wow. But there's a catch. If it's only until he falls in love again. Huh. So it sounds like any other. Never mind. Not good. Well, it's, it's not a, a supernatural. It's not a supernatural. It twists sounds, to a it love sounds like a very high concept romantic romance movie. And yeah. uh, which I like. like I like yeah, the I mean, high concept romance stuff. <laughs> You mean, you mean stuff like, what was the one where, like, you know, they're in different times? I think Keanu Reeves is in it. Outlander? And they... oh, no, no, no. But Outlander. Point, point Break. I mean... Oh, uh, the, clou- <laughs> the clouds, right? The, um, no, no, stuff. no. It was, like, um, uh, it was Keanu Reeves and that movie they, shared, they shared letters in this mailbox and one of them I was I know in... exactly where you're talking like... about, but I can't remember the life. something in the clouds, called. isn't it? Are you sure? Is that it? No, I thought Walking it's, the Clouds I mean, was it's... during World War The Lake I. House? That's it. Yes. I think it's the lake house. Oh, yes. Good job, I think good it's the job, lake stuff. house. Yeah. I just, I just Googled it. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I, I Googled Kendall Reeves letters in mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Google. I'm surprised I didn't it. come up with some very questionable uh, answers. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I mean. I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, with the, um, I mean, so like uh, it's, it's. One of the things I gotta I gotta wonder about it because it says she'll come until he falls in love again. Like who gets to decide whether when he falls in love again? What if he's like really into a girl for a little bit and then, you know, it just fizzles away? Who's uh, who's adapting it? Who's writing it? 
Like, who's doing the written adaptions of it? Well, not just. Well, it's a Universal Studios. Um, and it is going to be... Um, so Hikari, the filmmaker behind the Berlin International Film Festival, will direct the adaptation. Um, mm. Hikari? Um, it's going to be penned by Molly Smith Metzler, who there had we go. That's Shameless, what I was looking for. Shameless and Orange is New Black. So she adapted the... She's going to adapt the graphic novel to screenplay. That's so. awesome. Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, is that, I mean, like, I, I don't... I don't intentionally mean to be stereotypical. However, there is definitely an element to when a female writer takes the reins versus when a male writer takes the reins of a story like this. Honestly, I think it'd be, sorry, wow, that peaked. Honestly, I feel like it would be the best to see a partnership in that. I think that would be really cool. But like, kind of excited to see this because so many other male writers have written um, high concept love stories and it's just like really nice to have a female at the reins. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I could share some good news for you. There. You made my night. Oh. <laughs> Tom Hardy, we all love Tom Hardy, and of course Venom, which you mentioned earlier, and of course, um, I mean he's great. There. He was Bane in uh, in Batman, um, the Christopher Nolan version of Batman. He's going to be playing Al Capone in a trailer uh, in a, a new film called Simply Capone. Um, it's about America's most notorious gangster, um, and um, this film will release on video on demand on May 12th. So look out for it. Um, if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, I guess it was originally called Fonzo. But decided to simply call it Capone because, I mean, it's Al Capone, right? <laughs> Just call it Capone simply, uh, which makes uh, the most sense, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I think the South by South, uh, Southwest Film Festival is taking a note. It's so loud. Tri- that- like general tr- so damn loud. I know, right? <laughs> like, like every click and clink you can hear. Clink and clatter. <laughs> uh, the Southwest Film Festival is going to take a note from the Tribeca Film Festival. They're actually going to be um, doing a virtual selection and screening on Amazon, which is great because Tribeca was doing like that one short film a week thing. Um, and South by Southwest, which was canceled entirely. Um, will now just go straight to the digital digital workaround um, for 40 shorts, features, and episodic programs, which is pretty exciting um, for those that really want to attend South by Southwest. That was the first major event I think that canceled due to uh, mm-hmm. COVID, I believe. So yeah, hearing <clears throat> hearing about that was kind of really what made it solid for like myself personally because I was like, oh wow, this is real. Yep. Like, yeah. Like this is real um and what was wild though is like the fact that amazon partnered up with them to release um films for a short while on amazon prime was fantastic but then when only i think i read today that like out of 137 some odd films only like five or seven or eight features agreed to screen on amazon prime and to me that doesn't make any sense because they're promoting your work sure like putting yourself on amazon prime isn't quote unquote hard but you're talking about Amazon actually promoting your stuff for free, mm-hmm. I think. So, like, what? Yeah. It was strange to me. I, I hope there's some other contractual stuff there, because because if not, then I'm gonna gonna smack all these independent filmmakers and be like, <laughs> I'll take your spot. 
<laughs> yeah, right? That's I haven't made a feature been... film yet, but I will freaking take it. <laughs> exactly. You're just, you'll just expand the den uh, for Lion, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> um, no, but you're correct. It was very strange. I mean, I am look like I'm adapting Lions Den to be feature length. So there you go, there you go. It'll be it'll be awesome, but yeah, it was it was strange. Need any more Filipinos? So boy, I got you. (laughs) Um, So there's some celebrities with COVID nineteen, new celebrities that we didn't announce before. Uh, CNN's Richard Quest announced um, that he had tested positive for coronavirus um chris cuomo uh, was announced last month who is the brother of andrew cuomo the governor of new york his wife has now tested positive for um covid19 um reckless eric 70s uh pop rock star and singer of the track whole wide world um tested positive positive for covid um and this one's a really sad one I didn't know it would affect COVID affects you in this way, but Broadway star Nick Cordero and his wife oh, yeah. appeared on a talk show and talked about Cordero's right leg uh, needing to be amputated after he developed complications from. So I thought it was really what? just the lungs and breathing, yeah. but apparently this is crazy. So, um, so basically Cordero was put on a, a life supporting device that helps deliver oxygen to the blood which saved his life, I guess, for the respiratory issues. And then when he was on the machine, he, he had blood issues, and it, it started with his leg. Um, and then, of course, um, they had him on blood thinners for a while, but that didn't, um, you know, um, relieve him of the, the issues he was having. Um, and then, sadly, because of the blood issues, the blood pressure, he had internal bleeding on his intestines, they decided to, um, because of the clotting that developed in the right leg, that he had to be have it amputated. I had no idea that COVID affects you in this way, but it's I guess it's all the the body is connected. So you 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 have a, you know a breathing issue, it affects the blood. You have a blood issue, it developed. You know, it just mm. you know it's a domino. Effect. And you've got governors trying bad. to open states early. <clears throat> right. Stupid. Right. So. Yeah, really, really. You know what? I got to say how great Governor Hogan has handled um, COVID-19 in Maryland. I think he's I'm just doing... saying Hogan 2024. Yeah. He's... <laughs> right? He's doing a splendid job. He really is. I can't I, mean... I can't tell you how much respect I have for Larry Hogan. And, yeah. and his never... wife. Yeah. His and wife you... is... What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Chachi, do you, do you, how do you think of Hogan's handling uh, the COVID-19 pandemic in Maryland? I think he's doing great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think, and I, I noticed that he's he's one of the governors that's featured on CNN a lot because they probably respect what he has to say. In fact, he purchased five hundred thousand um, COVID nineteen test kits from South Korea, and he got mm-hmm. he got criticized. Unit, he got criticized yeah. by Donald Trump about that, saying yeah. Larry Hogan doesn't know what he's doing or something like that. Come that's on. what he said. Seriously, he what the hell, man? You want to know why CNN's featuring him? It's because he's actually taking decisive action and he's not just saying things. That's just it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. now you said that it's like because of what he's saying. Yes, this is true. But also like right. he's taking decisive actions 
and he's using his team members like his team repeatedly steps up to the microphone all the time during all of his live press conferences and says things like he's not just making these decisions by himself and that's really what marks a true leader you know he's yeah. done such a great job you know relying on the strengths of those around him that's what a leader's supposed to do not just spout off things on twitter or you know do anything else of the sort yeah. ignore ignore well, signs so I guess a, a better way to put it is he takes his job seriously and he understands the responsibility behind it, the responsibility that you have to your entire constituency, not just a, your base, not just a particular part of it. And, um, you know, there's a lot to respect with that. Like, you know, yeah. he's not, you know, like Alexis, what you were saying about how uh, you're not just—he's not just like spouting off on Twitter. I don't even know if he uses Twitter. <laughs> I have like, no idea. Yeah. Like, is he uh, on social media? We we should give him knows? a follow. Who knows? Oh, he, he is. Know. He is. No, he is. Because I wished him—I okay. wished him a happy Maryland Day like two weeks ago, Aww. like three weeks ago. And he's, um, like, uh, you know, I never ever thought I would ever say this about a Republican again, but I have a lot of respect for him. And it's, um, you know, hey man, you see them you doing a good past job. Party. You have to look past party lines. Chuck, you mentioned this last week. Yeah. Um, just go with the politician that's handling things in, in the best way possible. And and, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you don't have to look at their party, you know? Yeah. I voted across party lines. I think that's why you find like an overwhelming amount of millennials being independents is because it allows you to vote across party lines, even though we can't vote in primaries yet. That's a whole other topic. What's next, Al? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's, general, it's, I need... it's, a, it's a tough decision because like if if Hogan or somebody like Hogan does well and keeps the deaths down then people will say like, oh, well. You know, it wasn't as bad as people said it was, so it was all like for nothing. Like, like you can't, you can't prove how many lives you, yeah. you saved. You know, oh, I mean, true. You mean, you it's mean true. it's kind of like, true. you know, if you exercise and work out, maybe you won't die from a heart attack at thirty. And so, right. well, you can like, prove, you can't it prove it compared. It. Well, you can compare yeah. uh, if you compare it to other states. Yeah. Like if Maryland, um, if the if when this is all over, if the Maryland death toll uh, is not you know, comparable in, in, in the amount to other states, then maybe that's one way of, of measuring it. It's hard, well, it's, it's hard to tell because people, like, travel so much and, like, you know, from state to state, it's hard to, like, to well, say. Well, there, like, there, is, there is kind of a double-edged thing to this is that uh, the, biggest, uh, the biggest victory that we've had in Maryland is that he secured all these testing kits, which means yes. more people will be tested, which means chances are a lot more people have uh, the coronavirus, you know, maybe asymptomatically, maybe with just mild symptoms, but that means those numbers are actually going to go up. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's going to, like, if you, if you just based it on like the um, infection rate or whatever, it's going, you know, yes, it's going to be higher, but it's going to be more accurate. Yes. And, um, like you look at, you know, you're, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, another state, like for example, Kentucky. I just read this article today about how Kentucky, you know, Kentucky had had one of the biggest like anti-quarantine rallies uh, in the country last, uh, you know, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And since then, their uh, their um, their 
you know, the rate of people who have contracted the coronavirus has skyrocketed, has like really spiked in the past two days. And mm-hmm. it, do you think it, the majority of that is because of that rally? Or that, well, uh, I mean, it's not protest. It's, it's not a hundred percent correlated. Correlated. <laughs> yeah, correlated. But uh, I'm sure there's a lot to that. And yeah. but it's also a place like, um, you know, the. Um, it's also a place where they don't test as much. They don't have as many tests. Right. So whatever that rate is, chances are it's a lot higher than what they're reporting. And um, I mean, the biggest thing with this is that Maryland is going to have a high reporting rate, regardless of whether it's going to have a much more right. accurate number. Yeah. And I think we were alluding to that last week. So the overall Yeah, yeah I think the best US, number should be deaths you should look at. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Moving on to more movie stuff, guys. So um, Shailene Woodley is promoting her new film, Endings, Beginnings. Um, She is uh, in a love triangle with two other guys, Jack, played by Jamie Dornan, and Frank, played by Sebastian Stan, uh, despite the recent and lingering effects of a bad breakup and personal trauma. Um, Shailene actually talked uh, very candidly uh, in this interview, as well as talked about how she took a break after her Divergent films. Uh, if you notice, after Divergent, she wasn't doing much until she did Big Little Lies. Which no, is, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, right? And she were actually the, had... Were the Divergent films any good? I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the... Ver- I saw the that, first one only. They didn't finish... They needed uh, a fourth film to finish the story, and they didn't. They never shot it because the third one, sadly... Was that much of a failure? Tanked. It tanked, sadly. So they were never, and they were talked about bringing it to like an on-demand. Um, but I think Shailene declined, so they never like finished the story, you know, in the live-action form. Well, I, wish they I hate did. to say it, but I think a lot of that was the fact that the last book, like the last book in that trilogy, ended with Triss's death. So like, I feel like part of the thing was like Read it, they didn't all. You? <laughs> oh yeah, the Divergent books were lit. I loved those. Lit. Get it? Literature? Lit, okay. lit literature. So, yeah. But, no, uh, I think yeah, I think that was part of it. Anyway, please, Al, what were you saying? No, but she was she was talking about the reason why she had to quit after Divergent. Uh, the acting's... Um, we'll take a break at least, not quit. Um, she was struggling with some personal issues, very physical issues. Um, because of that, she had no opportunities. She had to say no to a lot of opportunities. Because she needed to get better, and the jobs ended up going to friends of hers, who she loves. And then she went on um, to a lot of other success, you know, with Big Little Lies, and now she's got this big movie with um, with uh, Sebastian Stan, best known uh, for his role as the Winter Soldier general. <laughs> I would 100% have Shailene Woodley as a bridesmaid. I think we'd be best friends. You and Shailene Woodley? Well, you know, I, I could see yeah. that. She was a sweetheart. I met her on the set of Snowden. Yeah, so yeah. did I. She was awesome. I was supposed to have a scene with her, and then they cut it when we got on set. Oh, damn. Like, straight up, Wait. I was supposed to have a scene with her. Dude, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, no, but she was. She and JGL were just great to work with, and I felt terrible when like there was an F-ton of extras trying to take photos of her, and I was like... Are you guys not professionals? And I was like, oh, wait, no, they're not professionals. <laughs> I felt so bad because I was like, that sucks to have that no, kind of working good. environment, you know? So, no, I'm I think. Guilty. I think I'm guilty. No, she was, uh, she, I'm was she was great. She definitely yeah. defines, like, um, 
something I've, I think like in quarantine that we've all kind of been dealing with, which is like life yeah. happens to you. We're not for, sorry, not for to you, but for you. Life happens for you if you allow she's, it to. So she's yeah. a good actress too. She's really talented. So. She's awesome. Like she's yeah. awesome. I really appreciate her. It's interesting because anyway, please continue. <laughs> Deborah, Deborah Ann Wool has quite the opposite story. So after they, um, so she, as you know, she was in True Blood and Marvel's Daredevil. Her story is that. The audition stopped after Netflix was canceled. Oh, sorry, Netflix canceled Daredevil. As you know, they got rid of all the Marvel shows on Netflix. Um, she actually talked about um, how she has not got a single acting job since the show ended, which I'm shocked. Deborah Ann Wall is a great actress. She's gorgeous. I mean, she's mm-hmm. redhead, smoking hot redhead. Um, if you haven't seen her in True Blood or – I mean – Generally, you've seen her in, in Daredevil. I haven't seen a lot of Daredevil. I've only seen a few episodes. But oh, Daredevil that's a great a show. Actress. You should watch. She's it. a good actress, it, right? Yeah, she How also she appeared not... in. She also had a pretty big role in The Punisher, the first season of The Punisher. Yeah, and... she tied into Defenders and all that, right? Yeah. I'm just curious why she hasn't had an acting offer since. That's kind of well. Surprising. Okay, hold on, wait. If she was in The Punisher and stuff like that, and that ended in 2019, and I'm looking it up because I'm not entirely familiar with her filmography off the top of my head. She was also yeah. in Silver Lake and Escape Room in 2019. It's 2020, girl. Yeah, that's I feel a good point. Like... Yeah. And 2020, well, we abruptly it's always, ended. It's always I feel possible. like if... It's always <laughs> possible that uh, Escape yeah. Room... And what was the other movie that she was in? Uh, Silver Lake. You shot that okay. before Daredevil. Um, yeah, they, it was probably yeah. that was probably shot before they finished production. That's probably. Daredevil. I mean, both of those were shot and, probably in 2017 and 2018, respectively. Right. But, like, at the same time, part of me is, like, Okay, that's fine. There's so many other actors and actresses who were like B level and then moved back up to like A level or, or maintained B level status after a few years of like not getting anything. And and right. frankly, I mean like as much as but I hate she... to see this, and this is and this is hold on wait, this is part of the reason why I'm I work behind the camera too. Also just because it is my passion. But like right. what I hate about acting is that it relies so heavily on other people and being right for something. Like it really does. Like there are so many stories that I've read of like other of casting directors and like all of these random like casting things like like um, Easy A. Like Jennifer Lawrence auditioned to be Emma Stone's role in Easy A. There's no oh, wow. way in hell I would see Jennifer Lawrence as that role. But again, that's where like casting directors, agents, everything else. Like it all has to. It all there's so many pieces that go like this. So many that, factors. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's so many factors in it that part of me is kind of like you know what like just breathe it out kind of like, you know? like, like how they originally wanted tom Selleck to play indiana jones yeah. <laughs> or um yeah or i mean like eric stoltz I just, to play marnie mcclain yeah i understand uh-huh. her frustration because look i mean like i mean like like we're you know al and i are auditioning constantly but like you know it's, well, it's well, i wish constantly and there's also you don't want to get stuck in a project that like isn't right for you you know what i mean like and then have it completely tank anyway that's just that's that's my view on it from my point of view so this story is kind of sad guys um olivia jackson she's a uk-based stunt woman um has well it's a sad story when it happened but then it it has a had a happy ending a bittersweet ending i guess but she won um the battle for damages following her life changing injuries she suffered while filming uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter. 
she was standing in for Mila Jojovich, and um, she was driving a motorcycle that collided head-on with a camera attached oh. to a boom that extended oh, from a motor vehicle. And the camera was supposed to swoop up over her, and it I guess it just hit her right in the head, guys. Um, so apparently um, she was in a coma for 17 days. Her left arm was amputated. She suffered numerous other injuries and spinal fractures and breathing in the bl- in the brain. Um, but she finally, um, you know, obviously um, she sued, which rightfully so. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, definitely negligent on the production's part, which is really sad. But uh, at least she, you know, she's financially, um, you know, set, um, you know, from you know winning that um, lawsuit. But uh, there should they should there should be very minimal, if not any, um, life-threatening injuries on set. I mean, um, it's sad that these things happen. And of course, if you're doing a big action sequence on a on a on a film and TV show, you have to be you have to adhere to all all the rules. And I, and sadly, stunt people, you know, unfortunately, are the ones that are, are injured, unless the actor wants to do their own stunts. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it could have been gotten prevented, but it's sad. It's the AC sad should have had their stuff moved. Sorry, the sorry, the boom operator should have moved their crap sooner. <laughs> yeah, I guess that it's is, really the only. That is yeah, stunning. That's really the I only mean, way. I can... actually, I had no idea about that story. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt. But like, oh, that's right. wild. I mean, I'm happy she won the lawsuit, but it's terrible because at the same time, like, you shouldn't have to sue for your livelihood. Like you said, there should be definitely more per- precautions put in place. And I kind of want, I hope, goodness, I hope that policy in the UK has changed since then. I mean, like, just like you saw the, the policies in America got extremely strict after um, the death of that young woman um, doing that independent film in Georgia. So, uh, Sarah. Was she hit by a train? Yeah, she was hit by yeah. a train, wasn't she? Yeah. That, that's horrible. That's, like, she was a PA, it's just, too. Yeah. Horrible. Um, so Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things will be, um, starring in a film, which is going to go straight to Netflix. It's based on Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. Um, she'll be playing Enola Holmes. I don't know, uh, so I guess she's going to be, you know, a private eye as well, I guess. Um, it's going to be so weird not hearing her with an American accent. I'm sorry. I know she's British, (laughs) but like... Stranger Things with her in an American accent. (laughs) Yeah, because if she is Sherlock Holmes, she is British, right? So she's going to speak in her natural uh, natural accent. Accent. Um, So I'm going to be like, no, I'm sorry. Who are you? I don't understand. (laughs) So that should be worth checking out. Um, Of course, Netflix is doing a lot of these straight-to-Netflix movies. Another one is called The Starling, which is a uh, dramedy starring Melissa McCarthy. it follows a married couple that suffers suffers a hardship, leading Jack, who's played by Chris O'Dowd, to head off a deal, head off to deal with his grief, while Lily, played by Melissa McCarthy, remains in the real world dealing with her own guilt. Um, also, um, Netflix shared the first trailer for Hollywood. As you know, Ryan Murphy of the American Horror Story fame signed a deal with Netflix, so it's the first uh, limited series by Ryan Murphy. It's seven episodes. It's what happens. So Hollywood is um, envisions what post World War II movie studio system would be like if actors, screenwriters, and directors from marginalized community from marginalized communities infiltrated its ranks. 
The show will explore the unfair and true biases that existed for people of color, women, and members of the LGBTQ community during Hollywood's golden age. So as you know, in the Hollywood golden age, you didn't see diversity so, at all. So is this so, going to be no. – is this going to be a series of like, cause most of Ryan Murphy's stuff, I mean, obviously American Horror Story is a little different than, um, what, is, what is he called? The, like, like the OG Simpson and, uh, oh, American, Crime Story. American yeah. Crime Stories. Yeah. Right. So, so are these going to be, it's great work. so this is going to be like effectively like showing like this, like alternate universe where that happened, exactly. where they'll show like snippets of like these classic movies of, as if they were done mm-hmm. by uh, these marginalized communities. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I actually think that's going to be awesome. really like to see it's that. Unique. It's unique, right? That's yeah. Gonna be so, lit. so yeah, it's going to be lit. Um, so uh, Darren Chris is in it. Um, Jeremy Pope, Lauren Harrier, um, Samara Weaving. I remember her from uh, um, two billboards, three billboards in Missouri mm-hmm. or something. She's great mm-hmm. in that. Um, Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory is going to be in it. Um, guest starring uh, Maude Apatow, Mira Servina, Rob Reiner, Queen Latifah. So, yeah, pretty nice cast uh, set up for this uh, this show on Netflix. Should be pretty cool. Um, they have a guy doing it. <laughs> they have a white guy doing it. Yeah. R- Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, it's ironic, huh? Ironic. <laughs> well, I mean, he's white and he's also gay. So, is he gay? So he's already. He's a yeah. Ryan Murphy is already yeah. He's gay, so he's in that mar- marginalized community already. I, I think guess. it's. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting. This is a point I've definitely kind of like started to talk more more openly about with with filmmaker friends, but like I think it's interesting that now we're starting to see a lot more filmmakers, even if they are like for example white and male like but if they have the right eye for a story that might not necessarily be told from their standpoint right like if it's not necessarily about like white people you know what I mean or gay people or straight people or etc like being offered like it should definitely be about meritocracy and not about you know mm-hmm. oh well we needed to fill the diversity gap you know it's like right. it should be whoever's best no matter what whether they're right. black yeah. or gay or it should white. be we're still getting there though let's just be honest but you know it's nice to see that we're, we're starting to move that direction so it's really yeah. exciting to see all of these films coming out you know and all yeah. these pieces shorts music videos experimental you know that's yeah. something that's interesting i feel like experimental starting to get a little bit more mainstream <laughs> well, well it's funny because you find experimental these days like uh, what would you Dude, think you of avant- avant-garde are, are you talking about in filmmaking i mean yeah, yeah i'm talking about like I'm how about, about the about... tiger king <laughs> that's about as <laughs> yeah yeah exactly as... so i mean mm-hmm. tiger king, outside you, the box. you'd really you'd really think i that? finally I finished mean... the guy the way guys i finally finished it yeah i okay. haven't i haven't but seen tiger it fully king, you're marching bully into is... uh, march 2020 yes <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying yeah well tiger king Tiger King is like really portrayed as a straightforward documentary, though. Like, uh, like I guess uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what could be considered. You know, you were saying like experimental is suddenly going mainstream, and I'm, I'm, right. I'm yeah. kind of struggling. No, I'm not saying to... it's suddenly. I'm not saying it's suddenly going mainstream. I say it's kind of beginning to go a little bit more mainstream. And by mainstream, I mean like I, I guess not mainstream. Mainstream is not the correct word. I think perhaps I mean 
findable, visible, visible, okay. I think would be okay. the correct word. Okay. Um, you know, with, with things like Instagram, like there's so many different filmmaking styles and it's not even half, sometimes it's not even filmmaking. It's just media making, it's content creation, right? Like mm-hmm. being, being uh, seen in like my Instagram Explorer and like on Tumblr and things like that. It's just fascinating to see all these, all these things and styles and, and just ideas being expressed. You know, yeah. it's, it's fascinating and it's exciting. I think it's going to start permeating um, more VOD channels, especially yeah. when you've got new ones like Quibi um, and things like that opening up. So yeah, Quibi oh, the short Quibi. form stuff. Um, yeah, so, uh, I feel Alexis, like, you're going to tell me why you said it. that like that later. Well, well, we, I mean, I do have a Quibi note, but Quibi is like you know the episodes are like what ten minutes, 10 minutes long. Yes, ten minutes mm-hmm. long. So it, it's good for people that have short attention spans or whatever. But uh, I mean, they finally. Uh, I think they're all up to almost 3 million downloads. So it's a little better than, you know, initially they only had has, like, has anyone, has anyone but, here tried Quibi out? No. Not yet. No, I, no it's not 7.99. Yet. Yeah. No, that's no, a little thanks. wild. Well, there's Which a new is... Quibi project. It's called, um, well, it's called horror accidental. It's by, the mind behind divergent, which you just mentioned earlier and snow white and the huntsman. His name is Evan Darty. It's a psychological thriller anthology directed by Doherty, and it's based on a Japanese TV drama of the same name. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it's 10-minute episodes? 10-minute episodes of a psychological thriller anthology. Well, do they have, like, how much, how much content do they even have on there? Like, you know, Seems most like other streaming... Most other streaming services, though, have to pad their content with a lot of, like, older stuff. And obviously, right. this is a totally new way of uh, of making these shows with these ten minute long episodes. So they had they had like hundreds of these shows just ready to go and put onto the streaming service when it opened. Yeah, well, they have that one series with Sansa Stock. So if you yeah, I feel like they picked up. Hawkins, they have, I feel like they probably picked up some of like the higher end stuff from like YouTube, possibly. Again, I'm speculating, right. but I feel like that okay. would be a solid possibility that they could pick up some higher end content. I'm sure, and I'm sure you YouTube's know. not happy because they were all about short form content. That's what they're right. Doing. Oh, 100 percent. You know, well, they're, they're probably mean, like, yeah. I mean, you got to figure like, um, you know, with 10 minute episodes, you can watch the whole entire, like everything on Quibi in six hours. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's a good episodes, point. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's well, point. like like these uh, these shows, like that that um, that show that Sansa Stark is in. Um, how many episodes are there that are ten? I'm not sure, eight? but I think it's like a, yeah, I think it's ten ten minute episodes, I believe. I mean, okay, uh, that's just a guess, I think. But it kind of like you know, it's like a it kind of feels like it kind of feels yeah. like they're kind of trying to emulate the business model of masterclass for example masterclass is is a prime example of taking the ideas of coursera right which is Uh a mooc which is a massive open online course and then making it premium so using red cameras beautiful lighting uh and then celebrities right i think quibi is trying to do the same thing yeah that's that's a pretty good uh, that's a that's a great analogy that actually makes a lot of sense it makes sense from so, a business standpoint that they're trying yeah. to do that. Because I mean, you can you can find all these things for free on YouTube. Uh-huh. You can find all, find all these things for free on Coursera, right? But if you can yeah. find a way to make money and monetize um, 
feeding the classes or feeding the masses so you can eat with the classes, that's how you're going to need to make it <laughs> with quality. You rhymed. <laughs> that was clever. That's the thing. I mean, you guys, some of this I've been taking more business and, classes, so. HBO Max. HBO Max Yeah, I got, I got some news on HBO Max. I got news yeah, on uh, uh, Disney Plus. I mean, but, um, there's only so much people can spend. I mean, people don't want to get back up to, like, having, like, a, um, you know. A cable bill. Yeah. 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 But but you actually kind of already have to do that because um, yeah when up. these all yeah when these all add up together and right. like I Top still have I still have cable and I, I still have cable have, too yeah I yeah still, you know, I, mean, I still like my network TV for certain things you know one one of the reasons why I have it is because of my job uh, but it's a um, you know if I didn't have the job I had I would have probably cut the cord a long time ago but you know, and part of it is like I have all these movie channels, like I have Showtime and Stars and Epics right. and all those, and I never watch them ever. <laughs> I, I it, recently cut all of them, and I just have HBO now. <laughs> okay. See, the one I want is HBO, but I don't get that for free. I just so want I don't. just HBO. Yeah. <laughs> but I got some Disney Plus news, guys. So Disney Plus will premiere Artemis Fowl, which we talked about, but it's gonna be. Um, it's going to premiere on June 12th, so I know, General, you're looking forward to seeing that in the theater. But uh-huh. as you know, Disney Plus is having straight to um, streaming on demand, so no theater release for that one. Um, so that's June 12th. Um, I'm excited on some great Star Wars news, guys, um, on Disney Plus. Season 2 of The Mandalorian is still in October. I don't think that's going to be affected. They already wrapped season two so i think season two will be fine as far as coming out on time but they already started um writing for season three um in mm-hmm. fact john favreau has been writing season three for a while um they just started pre-production and looking into further adventures of the mandalorian which is really exciting um and more star wars disney plus news guys a new series this is a brand new series that First been mentioned, guys, is going to come from Leslie Headland, who is co-runner, co-creator, showrunner, co-runner, uh, executive producer <laughs> of of Russian Doll. Uh, Russian Doll is a fun show. I saw that. I love that show. Yeah. And fabulous show. You like? Yeah, I, I loved I, that I really, show. Really, really great liked show. It, a lot. it was so yeah. great. And it's interesting because there's some super there's supernatural aspects, you know, fantasy elements to Russian Doll. So that co-creator showrunner is now going to have her own Star Wars series. And you'll like this, Alexis. This will be um, a female-centric series that oh, takes place God. in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. How's it different than the, um, the last three movies? Female-centric? Well, yeah, Ray. Ray being like the main pro- pro- protagonist, you mean? Yeah. It's, that I is mean, a good point. That is no, that that is a good point. Um, it's probably maybe in a similar vein. Just make it good. I mean, I don't care if it's a female character or male character. Just make it good. Don't don't just try to be like, oh, we get a female character. That's that's gonna be enough. 
No, make that it is Star always Wars. that is always a fear of mine. Yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, like oh, oh well, suddenly we have like a female or a black or a gay yeah. or a whatever like protagonist. Suddenly everything's okay, and it's like, no, 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 no. The writing still needs to be on point. The world still needs to be on point. The cinematography, oh everything needs to be on point. Okay, it's Star Wars. Guys. I just, I just, it has I just, to be on point. It has. It also, and then you have that added to, which is so exciting. I mean, it really is. Really, it is really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. You know, I um, from, from had, that end. I actually just had the an idea for a great Star Wars project, and it Write just it popped down. in my head. I probably Write should, but yeah. Well, what do you guys think of this? Because like you guys have seen Apocalypto, right? Nope. No. Great Can't movie. Say I have. Can't say Completely I have. done. It was like you know, I'll even though Mel, even though Mel Mel Gibson is you know kind of questionable sometimes, he was. He's actually a pretty talented filmmaker, and yeah, he is. Apocalypto, which is, uh, you know, it's the movie about these Mayan, this like Mayan village, and um, there, it's it's done like you know, it's spoken entirely in Mayan, you know, like all of it is spoken in Mayan, and certain versions of it they don't have, uh, they don't have subtitles, so. You know, you don't really know what they're saying, but you're supposed to get the gist of everything that's going on from the actions and the thing and everything. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Apocalypto is a fan. No, maybe, I mean, maybe, it sounds maybe. horrible not having subtitles. Well, it's it's a really good movie, and so I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking you could have a movie. Imagine that takes watching place. a Parasite without subtitles. Would you know what was going on? Well, I think I think you're trying to ru- I think you're ruining General's big idea here. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, you, you kind of are, but I'm so sorry. like having having a similar movie that takes place on Kashik. Kashik is like the Wookiee planet. Yeah, and have it feature Wookies. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's, so, that's like, everything. You can't you can't so you don't know what they're exactly saying, but they're yeah. supposed to be expressive enough that you can get what's going on. So you're saying they have no English at all on the show and just happen. Exactly. And it's just like a bunch of Wookiee grunts the entire time. But you should be able to. You should work for um, Kathleen Kennedy. She's probably good for that. And all the the Wookiees are are women. (laughs) That'd be funny. Black women and Wookiees. Just general women Wookiees. I think we'll have plenty (laughs) plenty of content there. <laughs> so Diego Luna has the Star Wars um, series based on Cash and Andor. You know, it's Rogue One, which is one of my favorite of the newer films. I think a lot of people agree with that, right? Yeah. Um, and we just uh, just announced two more cast members to this series: Stellan Skarsgård and Kyle Soller. Um, so two uh, um, great names to be added to a third. Actually, maybe fourth now because we have the Obi Wan series. Four, four, four Star Wars series on Disney Plus. I thought the yes. Obi Wan series, yes. the Obi Wan series, has been like indefinitely postponed, though, hasn't it? Not well, to a degree. They have a new writer. Okay. The, um, yeah, they have a new writer. Maybe they weren't impressed with the first drafts of the series of the, you know the first episodes, but um, Joby Harold has recently joined Obi Wan. The Obi Wan series as a writer, so mm. maybe yeah, I want to see you and McGregor more. I've always really liked you and McGregor it's as a great actor, actor. and yeah. like he he does seem to get the short shrift a lot. Where like yeah. he's he seemed to have like 
fallen out of prominence. No, he's, I think he's back in prominence, quite frankly. He was great in Doctor Sleep. He was, I mean, he's stayed busy in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think it means he that was... he's, as I say, I think it means that he's had a, a nice career, a consistent career, you know, where, where it seems like he's come in and out of prominence, right? It just means that he's consistent. <laughs> he's consistent, but <laughs> yeah, as far as prominent levels. I guess that's a good levels. way to put it, yeah. Uh, that's completely fair. Um, just, and of course, just, don't, don't yeah, forget just, Birds of Prey. It was in Birds of Prey. That's Pretty prominent. Right, that's right. True. Yeah. <laughs> but just you know, just follow the blueprint of Mandalorian. I mean, that works because people know Mandalorians from Star Wars. They know, you know, Yoda. So they know, um, like like the baby Yoda. You know, yeah, so the like child. The, child. the child. Yeah. So they got to keep doing the same <laughs> thing they're doing. Like just have kick-ass action. You know, the female characters in there are badass. You know, yep. without having to tell you that they're badass every second. <laughs> I, think I, think I think it's great, yeah. yeah just, just let it be a Star Wars movie. Let it be a Star Wars TV show. I mean, it's not we, we not that hard. Four. We got four uh, series. Or you could do you could do a movie about Wookies without English. <laughs> you could. I think that's a great idea. I think we need to do that. We should really give the true heroes of Hollywood, which are the sound editors, their due moment yeah. in the sunshine. Exactly. I so do you know? Up. Can you imagine how pissed people would be if they turned on General Series and there was no English at all in there? This is <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. So, um, Megan Markle, Princess Megan Markle. Is she now Princess Megan Markle? She's, she's Duchess. Still, she, yeah, Technically, she's there's Duchess, no Princess Duchess. There, Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. You're welcome. Um, she, great. Uh, she um, is coming back to Hollywood. As you know, she, her and her um, husband... Um, have left um, the UK. I think they're living somewhere in Canada, but you know, they've decided to part ways with their duties in the royal family. She's gonna have a project on Disney Plus uh, called Elephant, but she's gonna narrate it. Um, so Elephant is the first project to come from Markle since her and her husband, Prince Harry, stepped back from the royal family. Um, it's a do- documentary about elephants. So. And she said that she's lucky to have hands-on experience with elephants in their natural habitat. And when you spend time connecting with them and other wildlife, you really understand we have a role to play in their preservation and safety. So Disney Plus is going to do, um, I guess, some documentaries. You know, add some more documentary content to their... Uh... I think... No? I think That's the law cool. should be like, sounds, that sounds awesome, actually. It's got to be Morgan Freeman doing the narration. Who cares about the hair and like, um, hard you know, talk. I feel like Disney would do a great job. Like Disney plus would be a really great place yeah. for documentaries. I think so. Too, I mean, why, yeah. why not? You know what I mean? Like they, well, they, yes. they do have that, they do have that, that Jeff Goldblum show where he pretty much, uh, goes around the world and narrates these like mini yeah. documentaries about. That'd be great too. Did you watch that? Yeah. Uh, I saw like one episode of it. I have not yeah, watched it. worth tuning in. Nothing was, good. Jeff Goldblum's was, awesome. Really good Jeff guy. Goldblum's fantastic. I somebody said I looked like him, which I was. <laughs> I took that as a compliment. You wish. <laughs> I said you wish. Um, HBO News Westworld <laughs> renewed for a fourth season. This is. I decided this is going to be my next series to finish because I I have to move from one to another. I can't like intersperse um, TV shows because then I won't I won't finish. So I decided Westworld's my new show. I'm going to finish up season two finally, go on to season three. And that's what I did with Ozark. I had to just finish it all before starting any new shows because I yeah, knew if I w- went to another show, I would I would not finish it. So 
I'm glad Westworld's getting the fourth season, um, you know, which is great for HBO. Dwayne Johnson and Issa Rae are going to do um, a really cool project on HBO uh, called Trey Count. It's a working uh, class family um, who come together to do backyard wrestling. Um, so it's all, all about like the concept of backyard wrestling, which, uh, you know, has... it is, it is, it is interesting to see how much wrestling is permeated into, um, a lot of shows, right? A lot of, a lot of like prestige shows and yeah. like uh, glow on like... Netflix. Yes. Yes. And you know, where it's, um, and a lot of like, you know, serious movies, not like those, like, I remember there was some movie in the 80s about wrestling that starred Dirk Benedict, <laughs> and I don't remember what it was called, but you guys uh-huh. might know what it is. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No, no I don't. Okay. All right, then. I'm totally that's going okay. down the wrong tree, but... But no, I mean, this is great for The Rock, because he's producing it. I don't Body Slam, it was called. It. Body Slam, okay. Oh, Body Slam? Okay, cool. 1986. Yeah, uh, and it was, it was like a... Buddy you know, Piper was, was in there, Lou Albano. Actually, it looks pretty good. <laughs> I've never heard this movie before. It's a, they used to play it all the time on cable when I was a kid, and it was a fun movie to watch. But it's exactly what you'd expect an '80s movie about wrestling to be like, where it, it's um, not a great movie. But yeah. you know, since then, like you know, fight, I finally saw Fighting with My Family, and that was a really good movie. That was good, I, huh? I really, dude, yeah, I really like that a lot, dude. Yeah, Florence Pugh, the who played yeah. Paige, is uh, now uh, going to be in that huge, um, you know, Black Widow movie. She's playing uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, I guess, the quote-unquote sister of of Natasha. So that should be definitely worth checking out. She did great in that one. I cannot HBO, wait for that movie. That could, that's going to be awesome. It looks <clears> awesome. Yeah, we should have we should have been able to see it what two weeks from now. I know, <laughs> I know right? that sucks. It's now yeah, coming out in November. Where it's funny because yeah. like Wonder Woman got pushed to like August. I double checked that earlier, and like it's like it's pushed to August. Yeah. So it was like pushed okay. back like w- like two months. So it's not even that bad, which I'm, is I'm, pretty I'm, awesome. I'm pretty optimistic uh, things will be back to normal by August, but we'll see. Oh. I don't think so. Well, I don't know I if it'll be to the point where Wonder Woman will want to premiere then only yeah. because only because when that's released it's got to be released around the world to make all their money and i don't know if all around the whole entire world it's going to be up for movies yet maybe we will be but yeah. i don't know i think other countries i want to be optimistic i totally want to be optimistic yeah. so. i'm ready for HB- it. yeah hbo unveiled um a, a trailer for their next um series uh, it's a gritty reboot of perry mason starring the americans matthew <laughs> reese um, and the title role of a famed criminal defense lawyer. So they're so going to what would a reboot. Perry Mason, gritty reboot of Perry Mason actually <laughs> entail. So he's like an alcoholic lawyer now, or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I guess you know. It's, yeah, I mean, he has like a, he has like a dark backstory where his child, where his parents were murdered well, maybe, or something maybe like, like that. You know, maybe like River, Riverdale was like the grittier version of of like Archie, you know. Well, Riverdale, maybe in that R- sense, I guess. Yeah. But the darker, I, the only thing, darker and gritty. The only thing I can yeah, think of is like so it'll be like darker crimes that he has to um, be in yeah, trial. And that's what he I'm has thinking. to defend. Yeah. 
So it takes a more noir approach to the focus on Mason's origin story. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, does it still take place back in the 60s or 50s? Uh, this one will transport the story to LA 1931. So oh, it'll still okay. it'll still take place in the 30s. Okay. Did, that was original one. The original. The original, the original came out. Place in the in the 30s. It came out in the, in the late 50s and 60s. So yeah, I'm not but, sure if but, it took place at any other time period. I, I mean, of course, so. we are all horribly un, unqualified to talk about this because I'm sure none of us have ever seen an episode of this show. <laughs> but right. it, it's right, like you have uh, a general, like <laughs> yeah, John Lithgow's in it. Tatiana Maslany, yeah. who's she's a great actress. Um, um, oh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man will be co-producing. I don't think he's going to be appearing, okay. but I think he should. Um, but as you know, there's a lot of confusion with HBO and HBO Max, because HBO Max is now the streaming counterpart of HBO, but it has all of Warner Brothers content. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of HBO Max um, programming being. La- it's going to launch uh, the end of May, so it's another streaming platform to pay for, General and Chachi. I know. Fourteen ninety nine a month, oh, uh, which that. is the same of that's, HBO now. That's steeper than Netflix or Hulu or Disney it's Plus. Deep. It's yeah. deep. Yeah. So we'll have all the um, Warner Brothers properties like Joker, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, The Matrix. Um, it'll also have South Park, Big Bang Theory, and Does Friends. It, it has it has like all the DC Universe stuff too, like Doom Patrol yeah. and Swamp Thing. It might. You know what? I think they'll have to go away bless with you. DC. Bless you, by the way. They'll have oh, to go you. away with the DCEU um, streaming platform and just revert to that. But one show that I'm looking forward to, General, you know, I, I, I adore Anna Kendrick. I work with her. Um, was happy to work with her a couple times um, on Pitch Perfect 3. Um, she will be in a, um, a new series on HBO Max called Love Life. Um, and the uh, the trailer is kind of fun. It's, it's fun to see uh, that. Um, and, of course, I think this is might be – Anna Kendrick's first television series regular role because she's always done strictly movies and this oh, is her I, mm-hmm. yeah this is her, this is her transition over to to uh, television which is great I think it's great um it's because it's a love story it's about a journey from first love to last love how people were with along the way who make who make us into who we are so basically that's the it's a romantic comedy anthology series um also on uh, HBO Max is an Elmo show, an Elmo talk show. I guess one's geared for kids, I guess. Uh, so Elmo, uh, it's called Not Too Late Show with Elmo. <laughs> that could be fun. Uh, I don't know how that works. So they're, work, they're probably going to have like celebrities on there who um, kind of kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similar to when like celebrities show up on Sesame Street. I'm guessing. Exactly. Yeah. For the Muppet Show. Or the Muppets. Well, the Muppets. I think I, I, you know, the Muppets. I always thought was geared towards like more of a universal audience where like adults should appreciate it just as much as kids do. Uh, Looney Tunes cartoons will be a part of. um, This is your brand new Looney Tunes cartoons, guys. So this is all your favorites, including Bugs Bunny and and um, the the Road Runner and the Coyote. Um, so brand new, um, Looney Tunes, um, cartoons will be a part of, there's actually a trailer, which is cool. They kind of stayed tried and true to the old school animation, but it kind of like improved on it. 
So yeah, I know Chachi, you mentioned a lot of the the newer animations. Not it's not tried and true to the original. I hate the new animation. Like, like the yeah, new, sometimes, like, and sometimes it's not really like good, Cats, right? Cats like Shira. The Shira, right? But this 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 animation is actually pretty good, and it's kind of it's very, I'd say very um, respectful to, you know, and it's still recognizable. It doesn't make Bugs Bunny look like like something out of a CGI anime. Movie, you know? Or yeah, or, or anime for that matter, exactly. So HBO Max will have um, this is going to be really exciting for you, General. A Justice League Dark adaptation. What do you know yeah. about the Justice League Dark? It's JJ like, Abrams, it's like, HBO Max. It's like the Justice League, but with magic and demons. I love That's basically it. what it is, and it's like you so know the Zatanna? characters. That it, yeah, it's like them, right? Zatanna, Zatanna, and. Um, I love it already. Uh, Madame Xanadu and John Constantine and like all these like, you know, supernatural based characters like come together and they like uh, it's not like officially a Justice League the same way. But I guess they use the name because it's there's, we'll like, be name seeing right? Batman or Superman no. or the Flash. No, no. Yeah. I mean, well, I think you know, great. I love it. They would they would appear every once in a while on in at least in the comics. But uh it's basically it's like supernatural superhero stuff. So, I love it. But it's not Justice League. Not really. Isn't it? You know, it's just a superhero yeah. team. Although, although I think Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman was in it for a for a while because she has like a little bit of supernatural background to her. So, okay. so um, was the graphic I, novel any good? I saw it. I was thinking. I loved it. I I used to really like it a lot. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Check it out. I'm also um, J.J. Abrams producing a Shining spinoff on HBO Max called Overlook. It's okay, a horror. That's gonna horror be series amazing. Inspired by featuring, yeah, featuring I iconic characters. Didn't, I didn't know from that. the Stephen King so, novel. Yeah, so, that's gonna be cool. So how are they gonna do that? They're uh, because I mean, Doctor Sleep was a Shining sequel. That was a Shining okay. sequel. Yeah. Will and... it be the same actors? Will it be a completely different universe in The Shining? I don't know. I would I, love, you know, I love consistency, so I, I would love for them to tie into the existing characters from Doctor Sleep and and The Shining yeah. and stay true to it. But if they want to go in a different direction, I guess, you know, I'm okay with it. But you know, J.J. Abrams has done pretty well. So, so uh, uh, the Friends uh, reunion on HBO Max will be on now. Um, well, it won't they? Won't, they're supposed to tape. Um, this week or something mm-hmm. i believe they but they have to, to yeah they're they're gonna make the reunion special happen later in the year yeah. but they made yeah, an announcement don't do the skype thing yeah i know right <laughs> and they won't Chachi. this is why they're going to do a con when everything's back up and running and uh they're going to um have um a lottery of sorts uh where one lucky person will be able to bring five of their friends to meet the cast of friends Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Letha Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, as they reunite for the first time in years, they will have a full Friends VIP experience on the Warner Brothers Studio tour and sip a cup of coffee with the Central Park uh, at the Central Park. That's at the Warner Brothers Studio with the cast. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Um, and all this goes to the America's Food Fund, Meals on Wheels, and No Kid Hungry, which are great. Great organizations, you know. Obviously, that's very needed now in this time. Um, so that's a good thing uh, that's happening on HBO Max, and I'm excited about. Um, also, HBO Max has greenlit a dog he's grooming so, he's competition so loud. series. 
a dog grooming competition. <laughs> so they're they're going to the dogs. I guess they gotta have that kind of contact on HBO Max. So um, I don't know how that's that one's gonna do, but <laughs> Tasha, I know you're really excited about Fraggle Rock. That won't be on Disney Plus. That'll be on Apple TV. Um, so this is Jim Henson's series. Um, it's gonna be titled Fraggle Rock Rock On. Um, each episode will be three to five minutes long. Interesting. The first episode hmm. of the series will be oh. available oh, really? on, for free on Apple TV+. Plus. New episodes will premiere for free globally um, every Tuesday. So you're going I to almost... Have... I almost... So, so with like three to five minutes long, that's... Uh, yeah, I wonder what... Side... Yeah. That's something for Phoebe. I wonder why... You know, they want well, to go for the sh- what it, what short it, what it reminds yeah. me of. Uh, what it reminds me of is like uh, on the Disney Channel, they would have like a lot of these like really, really short shorts with like the Muppets or. Oh, and Mickey actually, Mouse. the yeah, the Mickey Mouse ones are really good. I actually really enjoyed them a lot. The, uh, the yeah. newer Mickey Mouse ones, but it's still kind of I don't know. I know that, you know, especially with Quibi that we were talking about earlier, I think going to these like shorter format things, that seems like it's the future, but I don't know. I don't really, I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. I guess yeah, I'll say. I don't know. And the original Fracker Rock was on HBO and that was like a full half hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know why they decided that, but we'll just have to wait and see if the quality is still there in the three to five minutes. Actually, I mean, I'm sure it's just for kids. I mean, like a lot of those, like I've seen like, like um, Disney um, Plus has a lot of those like. Um, oh yes, the Marvel superhero uh, shorts. I watch that with my nephews. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Marvel superheroes. Yeah, like, like five have, minute um, Marvel story. You probably watch that with your kids too. Toy General, Story. Right? They have the Toy yeah. Story shorts too for yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I watch every. Okay, episode that's awesome. Like, like that's every awesome. episode with them. <laughs> Like my, my, my kids, my kids <laughs> never independently watch TV. What yeah. they'll do is they'll independently watch like these random YouTube videos, like and uh, and they're all like five minutes long or right. something like that. So yeah, we are uh, we are seeing a paradigm shift in uh, children's entertainment. You know so, what kids, uh, what they're gonna ADD. what. Yeah, what they're going to grow up with is so different from what we grow up with. And that's what happens. Well, we were um, right. On Hulu, there's a new series called Devs. It's a sci-fi series, which apparently is getting great reviews. Uh, General, have you heard of this one? It's centered on Lily Chan, who investigates the sudden apparent suicide of her boyfriend. Both of them work for a quantum computing company founded by... Nick Offerman's character, Forrest, and whose mascot is a creepy oversized statue of a toddler planted amid a lush forest somewhere in Silicon Valley. <laughs> I um, really want to see this. That sounds really Is that, on, is that on Hulu or FXX? It's on Hulu. Was on, this one's on, on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, yeah I oh. really, really want to see this. Because that does sound really, really cool. It sounds like a lot of fun. And um, I know, like, what I know about it, there's like... Uh, it's going to be one of those things where you like question reality, you know, where uh, you don't know what is real and what is not. And, you know, it brings up these themes about, um, you know, perception and uh, like, you know, this this like really like 
from what I read, it's like a big part of it is this like old philosophical conceit called Plato's Cave. You guys know what that is? No, I don't. No. Should I? Should I? Should I explain it? No. Yeah, go explain Up it. To but... you? Up to you. you. Am I? I'll say no. What do you? What do you guys vote? <laughs> we do actually have our uh, our special guest Ashley. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, she's calling yeah, um, but but while we're waiting for it, go ahead, General. Let's see if we can. Well, well, Plato's cave is the is this idea that for the most part, most of our um, most of our like observations and uh, impressions of the world, we're not really seeing the world. What we're actually seeing is we're actually like turned turned away, and what we're watching is a wall where a, the wall of a cave where there is a fire behind us, where the world is actually happening, and what we're seeing is the reflections of the fire. That's our perceptions. And that's what, I guess, the uh, the Greek philosopher Plato was the first one who came up with this idea. And it, what it's supposed to show is, like, you know, yeah, I know, like, like the Matrix used this a lot, to use this conceit a lot, kind of indirectly. And that's what I thought from what I heard about that's what devs is supposed to be a lot about. That's kind of awesome. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see it. It's worth getting. Also, I think that's a fascinating way to explain perception. Trying to bring on our special guest and, uh, not having much success. Um, so we'll keep, (laughs) we'll keep moving on until, uh, we can get uh, get her on. Um, Hulu's Into the Dark, also another uh, project coming to Hulu. A horror movie anthology series uh, has uh, set Na- Napoleon Dynamite's Tina Majorino. I don't remember Tina Majorino um, in anything since like, Napoleon is Dynamite. She, is she? She's like the Napoleon's love interest in that. Yeah, movie. she was the side okay. ponytail, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the side ponytail. Yeah, yeah. So she. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it's a part of the Into the Dark Horror movie anthology series, and it's called Delivered. Um, so it's going to um, huh. premiere on May 8th, um, which is Mother's Day. Uh, follows the story of a pregnant woman whose life is upended when she realizes someone close to her has darker plans for her and her baby. Um, so uh, ah, here we go. Oh, wait, here we go. Hey. Hi there. Hi. Bring her on. Hi. How's it going? All right, guys, we welcome well. to Below the Belt Show, rapper, singer, songwriter, performer, smoking hottie, uh, <laughs> she's the boss, she's like a boss. Let's welcome the one and only Ashley Brinton, a.k.a. A.B. Welcome to Below the Belt Show, our quarantine edition. I know we have to... We had to adapt to uh, the pandemic, the crisis going on, and bring everything to our individual homes. We can't do the radio station, but this is what we're doing. This is what everybody's doing right now. AB, we're happy to have you. Uh, how has um, everything going on in the world affected you as an artist? Oh, my gosh. It's affected me so much. I don't even know where to start. Like, well, I do know where to start. So I was, I had this show in Chicago because I've been on tour. Well, I was on tour. And I <laughs> and somebody's like, the whole tour is postponed. And I was like, what? Like, I'm, I was so devastated. But honestly, like, 
I'd never want to put my fans in any danger. I'd never want to put myself in danger or my team in danger. So it's all for the best, but it's just crazy. It's affected me so much. And I just, and I never thought it would happen. I could have never first like seen this happening. It's crazy. And your tour was going all over the U.S., wasn't it? Yes. We were going everywhere. Like literally if we were, in the U.S., like, if you were in the U.S., we were going to be at a city near you, like, for real, for real. And then now we're going to go back out when all of this is over and everybody's safe. But it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I've been going nuts. Like, oh, no. We've all been going nuts, for real. <laughs> Have you been able to work on your craft? Like, just, uh, you know, you know, uh, rehearse and, and do things at home uh, on the music yeah. end? Well, it was really cool because, like, we were all on tour together, so we all quarantined together. Like, everybody that would, like, of my team that was on tour, we all got to quarantine together. Okay. They're making me crazy. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> right. So I've been writing a lot of stuff. Like, I can't record right now because of the whole pandemic. Right. But um, I've been writing a lot, but I shot um, a video well, like in my house we got like these lights oh cool and, like they're super dope so i'm gonna drop that like um within the next week or something to give my fans something to watch but it's really dope and i'm like i was like guys we're not going to be able to do this like in the house like there's no way this is gonna <laughs> really dope. Like, it's so dope. i can't wait well, with the right guys. production quality you could make any house look amazing i guess right or any video for that matter so and that's what everyone else is doing i mean look at all the tv shows out there so music videos included all the talk shows are doing it all the podcasts like ours here on below the bell we're doing it too so this is what i got we got to do in the meantime ashley so um so well first of all i think you're an amazing artist wow i mean i checked out your youtube i watched every one of every one of your videos oh my uh, god definitely definitely a new fan for sure but I, i noticed a transition in your style Mm-hmm. from your early stuff with trouble and i don't want sh- i don't want to lose your love and then it kind of went just completely like 360 or 180 for that matter um yeah. with good morning and nobody so talk about your transition to go for i guess from more pop dance to like straight up i guess hip hop right well you know this is where i'm at now is where i've always wanted to be creatively yeah. and I think that I felt a lot of pressure from like external forces that just kind of pushed me into doing something that wasn't so 120% genuine to myself. So now I just, I feel a lot better with my music. I love making the music that I make now. I love getting okay. to share it. Yeah. That's a true you. <laughs> So it's it's truly me. It's like 100% genuine. So I think that fans are really registering with that and relating to that. And I think it's always important to kind of express yourself because that's what we're doing. Like it's art, you know? So yeah, that's my little Yeah, no, I think that's cool. And I think artists have to evolve anyways. I mean, for sure. Uh, Who do you look for inspiration as far as your, your image? inspiration i mean i kind of pull inspiration from everywhere i pull inspiration from the people like closest to me i'm like all my friends are like talking like i think i've just evolved as a person a lot in the past couple of years so it kind of just inspires me 
Oh, but do you mean like in writing songs? Well, yeah, you can go into the writing songs, but I guess for for your image as an artist, like your 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 look and, and your persona and how you you know you carry yourself. I mean, you're from the 305, but you know, yeah. that, are you really from the hood? Are you from? You know, we want to know these things. Yeah, I was I was telling me earlier, I was like, I am one percent hood, and I was like, oh, where does that one percent come from? And he was like, I don't know, it just is. <laughs> <laughs> It's like cool. Well, okay then. Okay then. Uh, no, but definitely growing in my, up in Miami like has really yeah. inspired me because it's like a melting pot. It's a cultural melting pot. People come from all over, and like I've just been exposed to so much growing up down there. So it's really inspired me and inspired my music. I love it. I love it's it. Like I love. I'm going to chime in with a question here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, right. by the way, my name's Alexis. Hi. Should we do our introductions? Oh, we're yeah, doing I feel Skype like we should now. probably we tell, like, talk about who's in the room here. Come on. <laughs> All right, so we got Al Soto, the fly Filipino. No, I'm just joking. Uh, Al Soto. <laughs> fly Filipino. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Alexis, go ahead. Oh, me? Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my name's Alexis. I don't have a cool moniker like fly Filipino. I mean, you, you, you kind of... Well, you are you are kind of a fly Filipino too. I mean, it's true, but like, what am I, Miss Whiskey? I don't know. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Miss Whiskey. I love it. I don't know. Glasses girl, and I don't know. Go Glasses ahead, please girl. continue. Okay, <laughs> general. Something on the spot. Hey, I'm Mike the General Zod. I uh, kind of a calming presence, as Al likes to say on the show. Well, that's what and, your fans say. They say you're yes, my presence. fans. <laughs> the last but not least is I'm Chachi McFly and I'm also a fly um, Filipino <laughs> hold on wait I need to see where your Filipino-ness is <laughs> it's there if you've eaten lumpia you're practically Filipino oh there you go there you I go. have lumpia so, what, is your ethnic, what is your ethnic background though now that you brought ethnicity Ashley um it's a I like my mom and my dad are really like they are super diverse because they have like all these different nationalities. So I just I don't really I, like they all come from all different places. So I guess I'm kind of like a melting pot, like Miami. Okay. 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 Three oh five. Sound bite that. Sound bite that. I'm a melting pot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from Miami, uh, but you decided to move to Los Angeles. What made you decide to move to LA? Um. I love it out here. Like, I love it out here. Yeah. I love going back. I go back and forth a lot, you know, yeah. for different things. But it just kind of felt like the right move. Like, everybody, like, a lot of friends are out here. A lot of my team is out here. Just kind of the business is really primarily out here, you know? Right. But no doubt. I, so I still stay in Miami a lot. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. Is there like tell me about the the differences like like the the vibe of Miami versus like the vibe in LA? Like what's what's now, like the difference? <laughs> there are so many mountains out here, but I mean like socially I think that people are not as accepting out here. Like it's like they're very like direct or I don't know but in Miami it's just because they're so used to seeing so many different things that they're really accepting I think mm, so okay. you have to prove yourself out here you know it's yeah. not just like, welcome with open arms you know well you're pretty young have you seen a lot of people trying to take advantage of you out in LA 
yeah, definitely. But I, oh, wow. guys, I'm sure. Producers like, that promise yeah. things that left yeah. and right. It's personal. Everybody's just trying to get something out here, like for real. But I'm really yeah. lucky because I'm by a lot of good people. Like they care about me so much, and like I, I'm so happy. Like I've worked with everybody who I've worked with for like years. So I'm just really lucky. Um, but I know that it's a really big struggle for young artists. And like, I have a lot of friends that go through it. They're like, Ash, like, you don't like, understand what happened to me today. And I'll be like, I do. Trust me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about any of those um, experiences? I think it's, it's mostly just, you know, the classic story, like taking advantage, trying to like sleep with people, you know. Right. Not really my thing. <laughs> you, you actually, so it was interesting. I was listening to One Day and like a lot of the lyrics kind of struck me, especially about like wanting to do right by your community. Can you tell me a little bit more about like the inspiration for that song? And like, I'm assuming since like the, like the music video dropped like two months ago-ish, right? So like, was that written about your tribe out in LA or like maybe in Miami or like, tell me more about that. Cause that was, that was awesome. And also like as a music video director, like I loved all the effects, See? like that was lit. Yeah. <laughs> like oh I just, God. I liked, I like the vibrant color personally. Like I'm a, I'm a yeah. color person. So yeah. Me no doubt. too. Like me too. <laughs> so the funny thing about like, the video is like, we were just in Las Vegas. I was actually performing that song. It's about a close friend of mine who unfortunately had some really, hard struggles and you know didn't make it um so I really wanted to make a song to honor to honor that and to share the story but I also wanted to make it you know about not necessarily just him because I've seen so many other situations that have happened like that so I think that that really I really wanted to honor that in the song so we went out to Las Vegas and I performed at a charity event out there and we were like, oh my gosh, this would be the perfect place to do the video. So we were literally just in Las Vegas in a hotel and we shot the video. My um, creative like photographer, videographer, he does everything for me. Editor, he also edits everything too. He's so dope. The, they Dan, he, uh, we like we created it in the hotel room and I just wanted it to be really close, intimate and like kind of emotional just to represent the song. I love it. But the good yeah, morning. Got it. it was video. really cool for that. So. <gasps> good morning was like one of my favorites. Was, that was I'm that just was saying. That good morning was fire. Was that sounds fire. like the, I mean that that looks like the <laughs> funnest video to shoot. I mean, Ever. You're on so a boat, glad. you're on a jet ski, I mean, you're... Please, you're hold on, wait, hold on, wait, before you talk hold about that, now. please tell me somebody on your crew or, like, someone was, like, like, quoted, like, Andy, who was Andy Samberg's, like, you know, like, I'm on a boat, like, please tell me yeah, somebody quoted yeah. that, like, <laughs> like, please. It was so fun, like, honestly, by the way, like, I love your energy on the show, it's so fun talking to you guys, I finally feel like I have, like, other human interaction. I mean, <laughs> got you, girl. Got you. That's great too. Yeah. The honestly, no, yeah. the most fun video to shoot, and I love that song. Like honestly, I put it on in the morning when I wake up because I hate waking up in the morning before I've had my coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. I could relate. It was kind of like a joke on tour. Like, who's gonna wake up, AB? You know? Because like. <laughs> 
You don't want to wait for us. No? <laughs> Early call times, right? <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, wow. So let's let's talk about your new single, Nobody. Um, yeah. Track is fire. Love it. Um, yeah. you, you, <laughs> I know Chad is laughing because I throw out the slang, trying to be cool, but whatever, whatever, I don't care. Chad is like, no, it's fire. <laughs> I'm not this cool. I get it. I get it. I'm not this cool. But uh, you throw out a lot of 305. Uh, if I, if you don't mind me saying, you throw out the pussy good, but you, but you're not gonna give it up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you talk about bank accounts being like Oprah Winfrey. Uh, tell us a little bit about these lyrics, if you could. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a really dope producer on this song, Hot Sauce. He just like dropped the baby's new album. It's super fire. But for the song specifically, like, when we were sitting in there, like, writing it, like, I was, like, I really, like, I think of myself as a badass bitch. I think that my friends think of me as a badass bitch. So, like, why not just make a song about being a badass bitch? And also, like, yeah, I've been through so many situations where guys will, like, have girls and they'll be like, oh, but I want to fuck, fuck with you, you know, like, why, why can't we <laughs> right, make right. Her- like right. preach <laughs> preach <laughs> preach because i said so um so i really wanted to like put that all into this song and then yellow beezy jumps on it and i was like so happy i was like oh my god i love him he's so fire he's so dope and i think that like it's a really great collaboration because we kind of like balance each other out you know me so um, i'm super excited about that song i listen to it all the time i jam it in my car like it's dope it's dope so the music video was that the one you shot at your house the music video for nobody or is it a different track different track that was for a cover for press that i did i just like threw it together it's like super well i look forward to the nobody music video what do you have in mind for this video yeah so i actually flew out to dallas before this whole thing happened and i shot the video with yella and it's it's just so fire it's like there's so many cool like scenes of well, I don't want to give it all away. I want to give you enough to where you want to <laughs> I can't tell, wait. Tell us, okay, so let me wait. Tell us about your favorite, like, setup, like your favorite scene. Like, what were you wearing? What happened? And then that's it. That That's it. Don't don't tell us too much else. <laughs> okay. Well, I say, like, as a line in the song, I got the Louis on me. I got the jewels in my feet. Swear that they be. Just go on Google the drip. Bitch, I'm who you going to see. I knew that I really had to like bring out some Louis, you know. So I was like, oh shit, like I gotta get some Louis on me, you know. So I'm wearing this like silver, like kind of tin foily looking like vest, but it's but it's Louis and it's so dope. And then the backdrop, just picture it. The backdrop is like this Rolls Royce and then this big house and I'm rapping all in front of it. And there's Please like, tell me you had a drone shot in that at one what? point. Like, please a tell me you got shot? a drone shot of like that Rolls Royce and you're just like hanging out on it with some of those dope shades you got in some of those other videos. You're like, all right, drone shot. You would have had so much fun on set. Like it was literally a party. Like they shut us down because they were like, 
so many people there, like having, <laughs> having, having, having way too much fun. They were like, mm, shut down. So I was like, sure, but it's so much fun. I love it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Getting lit on set, huh? Hey, I have a question. I have a question. The um, one of the things that I'm actually like really impressed with what I've seen from you is you've got a really good sense of flow, and that is not an easy skill to do because like you can you can you can rap fast and you can rap slow, and that's uh, I know from experience that's fucking hard. <laughs> so like, from how uh, you rap? I was just saying, it was like, hold, hold, hold on. Wait. Yeah. From experience? experience? You say from experience in general? Did you just I, talk about I won't. As an aficionado, as you mean, right? Okay, okay hold on. Let him ask this question. Let him ask this question. We don't need to get into my backstory as much. Right, we'll do it later. do it later. But, like, how... Like, how difficult was it was it for you to, like, develop those skills? Like, do you find that that was something that you were, like, you know, that was something natural to you? Or do you, how much practice did it take for that? You know what? Like, I can just remember, like, my first, like, times in the car. Like, my mom would always be playing rap in the car. Like, and I just always had this, like, infatuation. No matter what song was on, like, I just had to know every single lyric. And I just... I had to get it, like, and I had to ace it, you know, just like growing up in the car. And I'd spend a lot of time in the car, you know, like any. (laughs) So that's just like where it evolved from, like literally since I was seven, like just rapping, getting on point, like going with the flow, like each flow. So I think that really helps. Like, thank you, mom. Love you, mom. (laughs) It's just like, helps and like I think that it's just it's just kind of you know I just feel the music like I know a lot of people who like to really be super technical about it and like some of the best in the game and I'm and I'm super like I respect that um but it just never worked for me like when I think about it too much I just I stumble I trip I fall like it, it just doesn't work for me so the more I feel it the more it comes out fire okay Cool. Yeah. Really got a vibe so with that. So are your parents pretty supportive in your career? Um, my mom and my stepdad love what I do. Like they're so okay. excited. Okay. Like they're just they're just excited that I finally am making it happen. You know, like I wanted this for so long. I've been doing it for so long. Like just like sitting, creating, like being in my bedroom, like writing down things and like always be thinking about it and like plotting and planning and the fact that I'm actually doing it like I'm on tour mm-hmm. well was on tour <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back right. yeah and you're only you're only 18 right yeah so it's pretty cool That's to awesome. hear that you've been working at this for so long and yet you're only 18 so it's cool to hear about somebody starting off so young and like finding their passion at such an early age thank you I appreciate that yeah I, I love yeah I I shudder to think what I was like at 18. I was such a lazy fuck in, in comparison. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm my age now. high school next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> you love your flattery. Do you have um, friends like that you grew up with now that are like, you know, hating on you now that they see that you're getting the success? Well, I have a lot of haters, but really, that's 
when I knew that I was popping because before I had no haters and I also had no fans. And right. then I got fans. And, then I got fans. and now you got both. Yup. They say that's a sign you've made it yep. when you have haters. Yeah. Yep. I got a lot of haters, but like, there's always going to be haters, but like, I just have love for them because they just blow my stuff up more than. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's the right way to think about it. Yeah, that is a that is a good philosophy to. Can you? Uh... Sorry, totally did. I like totally interrupted the general. Please continue that's... your philosophy. No, no, that's quite all right. My uh, my, my my thought ended. Go ahead, Alexis. Oh no, I just I kind of wanted to ask you know like as a stage performer um you know so like you're performing live in front of audiences was there ever a moment when you were kind of like oh shit you know like like tell me about those nerves like tell me and like do you ever experience that do you experience that more like on stage or in the booth or on set for your music video like where do you experience that like that like anxiety for a hot sec before you like nail it you know yeah no oh I feel you I feel you on that one so like (laughs) that in the booth and the studio it's like my zen place like it's always relaxing like I just feel the vibes like I'm never stressed like of course I'm stressed because I want to make everything perfect you know of course that means you care I never I, I never am super stressed but I would say Every single time before I go on stage, my nerves are like I literally shake, I sweat, and if really? you know me, I don't sweat. So I'm like <laughs> and like breathing, and it's like it's always like that. But you know what? One time I wasn't nervous before I went on, and it was the worst show I did. So I kind of like the nerves. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps you sharp, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I, I totally you, get that. Who would you like to collaborate with in the um in the music world, AB? I love Sweetie. Like she is so cute. She's so fire. Like I would love to collaborate with her. Like I, her stuff is dope. Like I know that she's releasing a lot new more more new stuff soon. Um so I would say she's like at the top of my list right now. Okay. But, cool. Yeah, I just love her stuff. Awesome. Uh, who were you? Who were you uh, touring with? Was it a solo tour? Were you touring with other acts? I was touring with Mod Sun. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's awesome. so fire. His energy is just so fire. Like all the love to him. Um, he's just he's like he's so positive and just so happy and he just he loves performing just as much as I do. So it was just like. It was heaven. It was just heavenly to be all together. And both of our teams are just so happy to be there. So it was, like, all good vibes and all good energy. And you guys probably know, but, like, it's really hard to find that, you know? And have, like, yes. 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 (laughs) Checking out your Instagram page. Uh, What's 149,000 followers. Whoa. And, of course, uh, your YouTube page. You got to check it out. But. So. Yeah, you got some good posts on here. Um, I'm a fan of the butterfly uh, for some reason. I guess it has to do with some something you're wearing, but I'm definitely a fan of butterflies now. <laughs> <laughs> I have butterfly tattoos. My birthday is on May 9th. We're going to be in quarantine. I'm going to have a butterfly-themed party. Okay. Oh. Oh, so wait, thing. May 9th, are you a Taurus or are you a Gemini? I'm a Taurus. 
Ah, uh, man, like a few weeks later, you would have been a Gemini like myself. Damn. All right. Oh my God. I'm I'm still vibing just... <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You probably have your um. <laughs> what's your dating situation like now? Yeah, is it hard to hold on? Wait, let me let me add something to that question. Is it hard to find real people to date in LA? Like very real, <laughs> like very very hard. Um, you know, I've had a few bad boyfriends recently. <laughs> um, but now I'm happy. Now I have like I'm dating a really cool guy. But you know, you know, I never really get really into that. You know. <laughs> well, you're still young. Yeah, yeah. You're, you have guys. you're also like 18. Do you have guys who are like, <laughs> you know. If you feel me. Like. <laughs> do you have guys like in your say. past who like, um, do you have guys in your past who kind of like turned you down, I guess, when you try to get with them when you, um, back in the day that are now trying to hit you up saying like, oh, remember me from like middle school? Like, let's get together. <laughs> <laughs> literally from middle school like I wasn't that cute in middle school you know I went through my awkward who was <laughs> who was though I, like, I was gorgeous I, in middle school I don't know what you oh, guys are I get I it I okay <laughs> Persian comic guide <laughs> <laughs> I will sorry never, what were you saying love what were you pictures, saying but <laughs> you're saying you were awkward yeah. in middle school yes um, I, yeah it's just crazy. I mean, I feel like everybody had an awkward middle school, but literally, like, I've had, like, I went to school, like, there were only, like, 20 people, like, it was super small, and literally, half of those people have been, like, hey, yo, what's up? Like, and half of them were girls. <laughs> My, that, oh, wow. All the guys in middle school have hit me up and been, like, hey, what's up? Like, well, I've been, like, mm. Has there, has there, and I would imagine you're the most prominent person to come out of that 20 person middle school. So that would, because like a lot of the others, they're like what, starting college or something. So they're. Yeah. And you know what? Like the cool ones in middle school are not cool now. So I'm kind of happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like you were, you were a caterpillar and now you turn into a butterfly. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, good reference. Good reference. Yeah, that's a good analogy there. Now, I see the butterfly <laughs> that Al was talking about. You, you talking the? You see the butterfly I was alluding to? That you were. Yes, I did. Yes. I guess. I guess now. I guess now for her, the below. The ah. butterfly. Oh, what happened? Ooh. Oh, a little, <laughs> a little Skype. So now, uh, so now camera, it's just camera. now it's just Al in charge. Hold on. Oh, see now I see do, now I now I see A B and uh, Chach, so I'm cool with do it. Do we still have? Do we? Still oh, we got everybody <laughs> now. We, we got everybody okay. now. Welcome back. There, there is everybody going on. But yo, AB, wow, Ashley, thank you so much. This is an incredible interview here on Below the Belt Show. Of course, we can check you out on your official YouTube page, Ashley Brinton Music, and of course your Instagram page as well, um, which is is fire. Um, check it out right now. Ashley Brinton, and then same with uh, Facebook and Twitter, I imagine, right? All yes. Ashley Brinton? Yeah. Actually, make, make it easy for everyone. Is A-Y-E-B official, and I just dropped some really fire merch. Like, I was just wearing it earlier, and I was like, ooh, this is really cozy. So, go I check it, it out. <laughs> cozy? Awesome. 
Really? So before, you should wear it now. <laughs> so before we let you go, we're actually going to play your track, Nobody, for the podcast uh, part of the show a little later. But if you could, uh, before we let you go, Ashley, let, let us know who you are. Okay. Um, and then uh, throw out a, a plug, I guess, for whatever you want to promote. And then if you can throw out, like, I don't know, a little freestyle with Below the Belt show, the name of our show in it. That would be yeah. kind of dope. I can definitely shout you out. All right, so, cool. All right, awesome. whenever you're ready, and go. Hey, what's up? It's Ashley Brinson, also known as AB, and I want you guys to all go and stream my single, Nobody. This is the Below the Belt show, and I'm so happy to be on. Love it. Pro. That was definitely, Pro. That was definitely fire. That was one of the cleanest <laughs> ones that we've heard. Like, super, super just like, and I'm here, and here's everything else. That was awesome. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. Thank you so thank much. You. Awesome, awesome. Ashley, aka AB, thank you so much for uh, uh, skyping in with us on Below the Belt Show, the Quarantine Edition. And uh, yeah, we're gonna play our track. Nobody. Love uh, you guys. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was wonderful. Was yeah, thanks for coming on. Stay safe. Thank yes, please. please. Honestly, it's scary yeah. out there. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Right. Bye. <laughs> that was A B, guys. That was awesome. You know, below that the was so, so awesome. She's like so. So we're gonna cute. go. Yeah, she's yeah, adorable. Yeah, she was. Uh, super she talented. was adorable. And yeah, like, imagine I being say, 18 and doing all this stuff. Like, I mean, even like doing like a an interview when you're 18 has to be I think, like I think, I think the dude treat, i did though, not have that confidence at 18 sorry general <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off but like i did not have that level of like oh rock so you have that confidence this, now like, to confidence. like interrupt your friends it was it was definitely <laughs> yes to interrupt my friends 1000 percent. but like it was definitely like <laughs> hidden within me so what were you gonna say sorry so we're gonna oh, take right. a, um a song break so here is ab that's <laughs> ashley brenton her new single Nobody. <laughs> I told y'all these bitches ain't fucking with me like that. Foam wig when I'm driving, ayy. Pulling up in the Mazi, ayy. Tattoos on my body, ayy. Do a dinner, it's private, ayy. I'm for show you a probably, ayy. Got the bitch on the Molly, ayy. I'm a church and they copy, ayy. Talking shit and they hiding, ayy. I'm busy getting a check. Got them all set in they back. I'm in their neck. I just got brand new address. I just might land on the deck. Tell me what's next. I got the Louis on me. I got them jewels on my teeth. Swear that they be. Just go and Google the drip. Bitch, I am who you gon' see. Say you got a bitch, but you keep fucking with me. Touchdown in the 305, hop out the PJ. Bank account so long, it look like Oprah Winfrey. Shit too easy, ain't nobody fucking with me. Yeah. Shit so easy, ain't nobody fucking with me. 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 I need a Spencer thing, yeah, that's what I Take a big spot, yeah, that's what I might Oh, say I'm drinking, oh, yeah, turn up tonight Wanna hang with the gang, need an invite Run it up, fuck it up, broke bitch, shut it up Broke boy, I won't give a fuck Pussy good, but I don't give it up, yeah I just be doing my thing, yeah No NBA, I got rings, yeah Robins is all in my jeans, yeah Say you got a bitch, but you keep fucking with me Touchdown in the 305, pop out the PJ Bank account so long, you look like Oprah Winfrey Shit too easy, ain't nobody fucking with me Yeah 
Why she call her Beezer, baby? Ice wet might freeze me, baby. Late pot, she say don't leave me, baby. Sin pigs been teasing lately. Then in that pussy, yeah, he the greatest. Late night creep, be the crazy. Don't spit out that nut, say eat it, baby. Who fucking with us ain't nobody. Baby, stop playing that rim in that body. I'm really trying to get inside it. Put this whole ass, say ooh, exciting. Trying to get with you one night. Throw it back, baby, say ooh, she fighting. Scrub my back, say ooh, she biting. Pull it, man, in, ooh, she like it. Ring, 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 call AB. All that tough, dumb, and nigga can't play me. Too cool, little nigga, stay swayzy. Ballin' on that nigga, come and yell at KD. Boy, you can call a nigga, yell at AD. Nut up on the grill, tell that bitch, say cheese. Bend for the dick, make the mama say please. Be the pussy, a real, real lazy. Say you got a bitch, but you keep fucking with me. Touch down in the 305, pop out the PJ. Bank account so long, it look like Oprah Winfrey. Shit too easy, ain't nobody fucking with me. Shit so 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 easy, ain't nobody fucking with me. It's AB, baby. And my boy, Yellow Beezy. Yeah, we fuck it up. back wow that, and that, we're that, back that truck was fire the truck yes, was, was straight up yeah is the I, biggest treat that i had was watching chachi say you are fire you are fire chachi i know you're snickering when i tried to drop the ape. i did i did i <laughs> That cracked me up. I don't think I'm laughing at her. I was laughing at you. No, no, no. <laughs> you guys are too much, and I love it. No, that track, that track is so lit. Like, I can't, yeah. I just can't wait for the it's video. Really it's going to be amazing. I mean, she when she was telling us about, like, some of those shots with, like, you know, the, the Louis and the in the Rolls Royce and the, like, you know, mansion thing, I'm like, okay, this this is, like, Hip like we want to you know be like, on that set, right? Pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it will be next time. Promise. I'm gonna find a way. Yeah, to we like, we we, we have to have we have to have more 18 year old rappers on the show. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Al, so just a few yeah, more things I want to yeah, drop. Be chasing butterflies, don't you, Al? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm alluding to yet? Probably have to look at her Instagram. Um, Chachi, I don't watch Better Call Saul. I'm sorry, but the oh, no, <gasps> season finale. Yeah. Was uh, this week? Um, your thoughts, I guess, if you want to talk, because a lot of people do watch it. Um, it was definitely an amazing. Um, I think it was the best season yet for Better Call Saul. Um, the best writing, I think, on TV. The best um, acting on TV. Um, I think it's the best show for this period of time. Whereas I think Breaking Bad was the best show for for that period of time. And it's um it's, it's a little different than Breaking Bad. So if you're like 
haven't watched it yet, don't go into it thinking that it's going to be a carbon copy of Breaking Bad. I mean, it's going to be mm-hmm. a lot more well, backstory, it, a lot the, more character development. Yeah, one what? of the interesting things about Better Call Saul, and I haven't seen this most recent season at all, okay. so... Um, so we won't get into spoiler territory. We won't course. get into... We know like, General doesn't like his spoilers. No, no, General does not. And... <laughs> uh, but one of the, like, was that with Better Call Saul, it was almost like you were watching two shows running concurrently, like this, like, really, really gritty crime show, and then right. this, like, kind of, like, more upbeat legal show. And, yep. um, you know, when it's not done right, that sounds like a horrible mismatch, like something right. that's, um, you know, completely... Um, uh, like the like the, two the, separate the, identities, two separate yes. ideas. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, but it worked really, really well. I'm yeah, curious. It, yeah, especially this season, you see the two uh, merge more than ever. Okay. I'm curious. Since it's supposed to be a prequel, um, is it any challenge to get some of the original actors? Because the first season of Breaking Bad was all the way back in 2010, wasn't it? So is it a yeah. challenge to make the people look slightly well, younger the only- because it's a prequel or? Well, I mean, Bob Odenkirk is a, uh, he's a pretty youthful looking guy, regardless. Yeah. Like, he's got kind of a baby face, so. Okay, um, so you're, it, it didn't, it doesn't look out of and place. And, like, this most before. of the other characters that appeared in Breaking Bad that were in Better Call Saul, there's um, um, the. Jonathan oh, Banks, the bit, who plays Mike. Um, yeah. I mean, he looks, he looks older. I mean, they, they, and they talked about this on the show. Like, they put, like, a lot of makeup on him and stuff to make him appear mm-hmm. younger. Yeah, they are. But still, compared to Breaking Bad, they're going to look older, but you just got to, like, suspend your disbelief because they're all, like, amazing yeah. actors. And I'd rather have the original actor play the part than yeah, try to yeah. exactly. like, like, play like a younger Carlo, version. Giancarlo yeah. Esposito is a, yeah. an amazing actor. So, like, <laughs> yeah. no matter how old he is, you Eddie, want him Eddie there. And he wields a darksaber. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, but what's so cool is on Breaking Bad, like, when you first uh, met saw and he was being like captured i think it was by um who was it it was by um um who's um who's the guy with um walter white um on breaking bad um jesse pinkman yeah jesse i think it was jesse and somebody else was capturing um saul for some reason and then saul thought that um he's like like, who sent you was it lala was it um he named another person and they they used those two characters who they never showed on breaking bad as major characters, Lalo, this um, season is played by this actor, um, Tony Dalton, who did a you know tremendous job this season. He's kind of like um, a charismatic um, villain. So mm-hmm. like like he'll smile and be real charismatic, but then he'll kill you in a second. You know, like Negan. <laughs> what Negan? Like Negan in The Walking Dead. Yeah, like charismatic, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, like I mean, it. I think you know, and, and then you have like um, Kim Wexler character on there, played by. Um, Bree Seahorn was probably one of the best female characters on TV, I think. Um, uh, you know, like, when they first started this show, everybody was like, okay, I want him to become Saul, because he wasn't Saul when he first started, he was Jimmy. And they're like, yeah. oh, I want, I want him to become Saul in the first season, or, you know, I want to see Walter White, like, the first or second season. And people want it to be Breaking Bad, but now I think they fleshed it out so well that people don't care so much about Breaking Bad, and they're invested in these characters now, and they're invested in, um, you know, Saul's, you know, girlfriend or whatever, 
on the show where they never, you never would have thought that people would have cared about his girlfriend. She's not just like some kind of like arm candy on the show. She's a major character, and like, and a lot happened even in the finale with her character that is going to lead to some pretty big things next season. And next season is going to be the the longest season with 13 episodes. It's also like, the, the, the final awesome. series, right? It's the final, final it's season. The final season, yeah. It's, right. And it's going to be. Um, when all said and done, it's going to be one episode more than what Breaking Bad had for the total number of episodes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. That's and every wild. season, every season they flash forward to um, what happened after Breaking Bad with with um, Saul when he went into hiding on Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm. he became this guy named Gene. He works at the um, Cinnabon. He's in hiding. So every season they they flash forward for like 10, 15 minutes. On, on his character in black and white, what happened after Breaking Bad. So they're going to you know, conclude that next season, too, what happens after all of this. So it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's the best writing. And, and like the cinematography on the show is amazing. Like, what, well, what I finally I finally have the time to possibly get on that uh, Better Call Saul bandwagon. You guys. definitely should. Like, I, I think um, I think it's very underrated. I think it should be just as popular as um, Breaking Bad. And generally, well, you haven't seen general. You haven't seen. Ozark yet? Have you? The, the uh, not, not the most recent season three. Okay. No. I haven't seen it either. Wanna, Please don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to discuss it, but I think on a future show we'll discuss season three. But, uh, but yeah, moving on because I know um, some people have to wake up early. Um, um, Party of Five, the reboot canceled on Freeform just after one season. So, this was a show they wanted to reboot. They took a, a complete diversity um, twist on the show, and um, which you know. You know, it was kind of, you know, um, a refreshing uh, take on it, but I guess it just didn't pay off. It was like an immigration-themed update to the 90s drama uh, of of kids who are suddenly having to take care of themselves because their parents had to be deported back to Mexico. Of course, during our our current climate, um, it would have been relevant, but it didn't get the viewers, so people weren't tuning in. should have totally called it um, Fiesta de Cinco, I think. (laughs) I think that would have been a great, a great <laughs> twist on it. Yeah. Now, Chachi, what do you think of the Save by the Bell revival? The trailer's out. We see uh, AC Slater and um, <laughs> a lecturing Zach Morris and his teenage son about reminiscing the old days with his ex, Jesse Spano. Um, your thoughts on the trailer? I know you're a big uh, Save by the Bell fan. What were your thoughts on this trailer of this uh which I guess is a sequel series, not a reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a con- continuation. Like, um, Say by the Bell, I think, had its time and place in history. And I don't know if you can do that again. I mean, if you go back and watch the episodes now, even though I loved them back in the day, they're really super cheesy. Campy, Tosh, right? Did you, yeah. did you really love them back in the day? Back in the day, I remember- yeah. Okay, because I, I have a good appreciation for them, but I remember back in the day when they when they were out, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this, but it, uh, I could appreciate them now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like even if you watch um, Full House, like I mean, that was a real corny show, and like, and they brought mm-hmm. it back, and it was popular, so maybe it will work. I don't know. I mean, for me, I try to watch the new Full House, and I couldn't get into it. Like, um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, like, I, it's hard for me to watch something with like a laugh track now and like, you know, slapstick like that. I don't know. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's forced yeah. laughter, forced yeah. laugh tracks. 
If it's not genuine laughter, it just seems so forced. But that's like, I mean, but that's like the bread and butter of all of those shows. Like, you know, Saved by the Bell and all the TGIF shows. Like, you know, that was so, like, you know, if you watched any of, like, I can't think of any reason why anyone on here would. But I've had to see a Disney Channel sitcom once or twice. And they have that same kind of, like, really forced laughter and really forced laugh track. And... Are you going to watch it, though, Chach? Are you going to give it a shot? Say no, I, I won't subscribe to that channel. Peac- that, that, yeah, the Peacock. The Peacock, yeah. yeah. Wait, what is that? What is it's, Pe- a, it's going to be on Peacock. It's NBC <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, I've literally right. never heard of that. Until I have moment. never heard of that until, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, Everybody has this exact moment. NBC wants to do it, and they if they want so, subscribers, they need to put on a franchise like Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster is the other one that they're reviving yeah. the trailer so, out so, for that one too. But yet, but yet like, uh, cause like one of the absolute biggest streaming shows in the world is friends. And I'm yes. guessing friends is friends is going to be on like HBO max. HBO right? max. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So wouldn't it naturally, you would think it would be on this NBC on network, yeah, whatever yeah. Peacock. And, uh, yeah, yeah they, I guess they didn't get the rights to to show uh to show friends. I guess Warner Brothers own because it's on the Warner Brothers Studio lot too. I remember going to Central Perk, that, you know, yeah. had the friends set on the Warner Brothers Studio lot. So Warner Brothers supersedes anything that um, NBC, you know, was. And the same thing with Seinfeld. Seinfeld, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, lost so I think opportunities the, there. Yeah, but you know, Punky Brewster is another one, Chachi. Um, Another one that's a sequel series. It's uh, the original uh, cast is tied in Soylent Moonfire, who still looks amazing, by the way. Oh, Soylent. a friend of mine from college. A friend of mine in col- from college went uh, went on a date with her. What? Yeah. what? Yeah, that son of a bitch. That's yeah. Yeah. That was before the press. Re- that was before the press reduction, right? Yeah, we were. We well, were what all did he like... have to say about the date? What did he uh, say about Well, he's, uh, he didn't get, he wasn't very successful, if that's rude, because <laughs> it was just one date. But the very fact that um, he was like, I mean, he was a, my friend, I won't name his name, but he was a super, <laughs> super nice guy and um, super smart guy. I mean, he helped, like, he was this, like, brilliant biomedical engineering major. And um, Wait, how did he meet her? Were they in the same college? he went to college with me so she was not there but he oh, he lived he, he was he was from la and uh he went back to la for the summer and uh um, he met punky brewster yeah apparently uh apparently Super. they they had um they had uh they had some mutual friends and um I don't really have more of the story than that there's nothing juicy about it i just remember that That's was like he sh- he showed me a picture of her with Soleil Moonfry at some kind of restaurant or something. Cool. And, uh, I mean, that's just what? cool. Like, that's really badass. Yeah. Yeah. So he, everybody so should closed, have a celebrity hookup. He never uh, closed the deal. So, you know? No, he did not. Because, believe me, if he did, he would have told me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially because that was before her um, reduction, right? We, yeah. It was. <laughs> Yeah, this Damn. was. Uh, I won't. I won't tell you what year and that because that'll age. Yeah. Me. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, please. I'd well, really already, like to know. You already aged yourself with your with your friends dating Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's oh, got a point. But, but 
How hot was she on? Um, how hot was she on? Um, Wonder Years. I might have to watch it, but yeah, she still looked great. I mean, that's for sure. Um, so there was a really awesome, um, you get, you get her on the show um, when her show, um, gets ready to, yeah, let's to try to set drop. that up. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good get idea. In general. general that's that would idea. be awesome. That'd be oh, awesome. Oh yeah. I can, I can, I can ask her about, um, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Be like, hey, you remember? And sure, I'll name him Damien Amato. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're just throwing his name out there. You better, <laughs> yeah. you better prove that message. <laughs> I don't care if I date a um, Brewster, I'd put a billboard out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, One World Together at Home um, um, did incredible um, Nielsen ratings. So, it was a star studded vi- virtual concert event, kind of like if all of us here were playing guitar or doing something else or singing um but it went on 26 networks that's probably why so it kind of <laughs> yeah so it makes sense but i mean billy eilish the rolling stones jennifer lopez elton john sean mendez cabello i mean there's tons of uh great artists to uh perform and of course it, it all went to a good cause 55 million of the money raised will be donated to the covid 19 Solidarity, Solidarity Response Fund, while $73 million will go towards local and regional responders. And the people on the front lines, man, those, those are the heroes for sure. Definitely. It was a really cool um, – we saw Billie Eilish and her brother perform um, Sunny. That was a really good performance. Um, Paul McCartney performed um, uh, as well. Um, Taylor Swift performed. So – some really good, um, really good performers on that special, and uh, there was actually a really good special, um, a tribute to Prince, which was taped a while ago. It's called "Let's Go Crazy," the Grammy salute to Prince. Foo Fighters did their amazing rendition of "Darling Nikki," which I loved. I love their take on it. Um, That's a great song. Yeah, Susanna Hoffs uh, oh. and Chris Martin of Coldplay performed "Manic Monday," and if you didn't know, that's not a that was. That was not written by the Bangles. It was actually written by Prince. Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. Really? So, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He also wrote so, Nothing Compares to You that Sinead O'Connor is saying. Exactly. So he was such a great songwriter and such a prolific songwriter. And gosh, definitely gone too soon. Prince, definitely one of my favorite artists. I, I envy you, Chachi, you were able to do his mansion tour yeah, um, his, um... in Minnesota. But Yeah, yeah he passed special. away four years ago yesterday. Four, that's right. So they yeah. did it in the the four year the death anniversary of yeah. of Prince and of course um, another great um, artist a group of artists that I'm a big fan of are the Beastie Boys. They um they're going to have a documentary on Apple TV which I'm looking forward to checking out. Yeah. Um, um and it's it's an event tour basically it's a documentary that is coincides with their book tour that they did called the Beastie mm. Boys book. Um, and as you know, we lost one of the Beastie Boys, um, as Adam MCA Yock died of cancer in 2011. Mm-hmm. So it's going to heavily feature. Um, we Ad met Rock. him before. He, I went to I went did. to they one of their very yeah. last concerts. I remember it was in 2011 at the um, they played um, played it they played that I don't know if you guys heard it. No, there was a surprise show at the member Sonar. That was a place in Baltimore. Yeah. Dude, you went to that? That's awesome. Yeah, I was there. That's I was. I really I lit. Happened, 
I happened to be lucky lit. enough to do that, and uh, it was that's an like, amazing, like, like fire lit. Yeah, that... <laughs> like fire lit. Really, I would have loved yeah. that show. That was that lit. Was, that was one of my absolute greatest concert experiences ever. <laughs> and then, like, they yeah. announced that Adam Yauch had um, had cancer like about a week or two weeks later. Oh, wow. Um, and um, one of their last shows. And Adam was the nicest one that we met too, Al. Remember, he's the one that yeah, I met all three pictures species. with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stopped to talk to us, and he was really cool. He was eating oh, a burrito. Eating his burrito, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never oh forget gosh. that moment. Yeah. Rest in peace, That's man, awesome. MCA. Speaking of lit, 420 was two days ago, and Willie mm-hmm, Nelson, yep. uh, the country patron saint of mar- marijuana, hosted a live stream variety <laughs> show dubbed. Come and toke it on 420. It's oh a stoner special and his his fourth installment of his self isolation uh, luck reunion live streams and of course a lot of celebrities are partaking in the 420. In fact, Seth Rogen said on Jimmy Kimmel Live that he's been smoking a truly ungodly amount of marijuana and taking and by taking up a <laughs> and taking up pottery as well. So that's what he's been doing. <laughs> During the pandemic, so that's a nice little, taking nice up pottery is pretty awesome, words. though. Pottery and pot, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so got it both, both covered. So sadly, awesome. we have some rest in pieces to announce, and uh, I think that might close the show out. Um, as I know that people, I know Chachi in particular, but anyways, um, Brian Dennehy, the winner uh, of two Tonys in his career, um, he's been in Tommy Boy, First Blood, Cocoon. Yeah. Um, Great he's actor, a legend. Yeah. Um, he was just on Blacklist too, um, on NBC, and I think they they re-aired his episode. Uh, died uh, at the age of 81. Um, it was not COVID related. Um, it was for natural causes, but uh, certainly. So um, 81, 81 seems like a little. I guess that's the right. You know, yeah. that's not an unusual age to die at, but for whatever reason, it still seems a little young for me for someone like Brian Dennehy. Yeah, he seemed like a badass. Yeah. He seemed like he had to be like 100. Yeah. 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 Right. Do you remember him in First Blood with Sylvester oh, Stallone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sly said he was simply a brilliant performer. He was also a Vietnam vet that helped me very much with building the character of Rambo. So Sylvester Stallone. Um, Definitely acknowledges um, that. He was awesome um, in yeah, they, Tommy Boy. <laughs> I just remember how much yeah. he ending, was. The original ending of First Blood, um, um, Rambo died in it. And they oh, is that from it. the book? Really? I th- yeah, I think it's from the book. Yeah, they filmed it, and you can watch the um, deleted scene of, of him dying. Wow. Which, which then, like... I think it was the studio was like, um, oh, we changed our mind. You're not going to die in this movie because we're going to do some sequels. They said. Well, <laughs> so they ended up like, changing it. Yeah. Little, Is that on like a new a new issue of the DVD? I think it was. I mean, I think it was recent, like maybe like several okay. years back, whatever. Oh no, but kidding. Like, maybe. But like the sequels were so incredibly different than First Blood. I mean, right. Yes. He's kind of like, a like almost, yeah, yeah. He becomes this like invincible superhero in the sequels. So. Right. It's almost like you could see, like, I could almost see that where they would, uh, you could see them as, like, separate movies. And, uh... So that was a sad passing. Also, Tom Lester from Green Acres, also at the age of 81, same age that uh, Brian Dennehy passed away. Um, He had Parkinson's. Uh, Roger Beatty, the five-time Emmy-winning writer of The Carol Burnett Show, died of prostate cancer. 
Ranjit Chowdhury, best known as playing Vikram in NBC's The Office. I know you're a big Office fan, Chach. <gasps> Did you know he Vikram! passed away? Vikram, yeah. No! 64. Did you know that? I know, it's so oh, sad. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, yeah, I know. He was a big um, Office fan. Is um, Billie Eilish. Is they she did, really? Uh, they did, like, a, I watched a video today of um, the guy that played um, Dwight went to visit her and did a contest of her asking her... Ask, yeah, asking her the office trivia. And like, and she got, like, almost every um, question right. Wow. Yeah, she he still went to her home Van, and showed up. She still doesn't know who Van Halen is. That's right, Remember? but she knows all about the office. <laughs> but she knows yeah. all about the office. That's pretty cool, but... Uh, I don't think so people should be faulted for not knowing things. No offense. Yeah, you're right. You, they shouldn't shame him because she's young. I mean, she was, like, 17 when... like. People were all up, up in arms, like, oh, how do you not know a legendary rock band? But then again, you know, she's in a different genre of music. She's in a different generation. So, you know. There's also, I mean, know. like, let's just be honest. Like, there's so much content to take in. Like, when I tell people yes. I haven't seen X film or Y film, people are like, how could you call yourself a filmmaker? And I'm like, well, I'm making money off of it. So, right. Like, there you go. You tell me. You tell exactly. me, capitalist. You know, like, <laughs> I just think. I'm sad about Victor, Yeah, we though. have That's so sucks. much content. Yeah, Vikram, no. He was, you said 64? 64, yeah. Um, no Jeez. cause of death um, uh, given yet. Um, not, at least has not been announced. And uh, here's a sad one, Chachi. We actually interviewed Playboy Playmate Ashley Mattingly on Below the Belt. I'll have to look for our archive and maybe uh, include a promo for her. But um, she took her own life at the age of 33 um, in Austin, Texas. That's why Texas. that name seems so familiar. Were you there because for I her show? I think I was. Yeah. 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 She was on her. She was on her show. She called in um, during the time. Was yeah. It was during the time when Playboy was sending us all their playmates. Yeah. Like every month they were sending me Playboy magazines and uh, <laughs> to interview the Playboy playmates of the month. So I got like a free <laughs> subscription. So they were sending me all the books, uh, which is fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had to do my research, right? The artist, yeah, of course. You got to research. You got to research. Yeah. So that I mean that was cool, but um, but no, the fact that, that butterflies that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that Ashley Mattingly sadly she just posted a, a video on Instagram of herself in the hospital uh, two days before she took her own life at age 33. She um, was in the hospital. She was in the hospital prior to that. Um, prior to taking what? her own life afterwards. Um, she in the hospital she said that she was sick from alcohol, so she maybe she had some alcohol poisoning. She said. God, it sucks. She said, I look, I took bad advice. I drank too much. And then I vomited a lot of blood. She says, oh. please slow down on the drinking. You won't be able to get into the hospital. I'm lucky that she was able to get in the hospital, I guess, you know, with all this going on. But uh, really, really sad. Um, WWE Hall of Famer Howard Finkel passed away at the age of 69. If you um, watched wrestling in the 80s, you knew the Fink was the iconic voice that announced and new WWF champion. WWE I mean, champion. Yep. Um, he, he definitely a legend. I mean, he was the so sad. The announcer, you know, like um, throughout the 80s, 90s. Oh, it was he always was him. Here is your winner, right? Yeah, yeah up until like Dylan Garcia, right? Dylan Garcia yeah. took his job over, but he still came back for I think some big big events. Yeah, yeah. And he was the first employee of Vince McMahon. Yeah, the first WWE. full-time employee, right. The first one to get the health insurance, time. I think, right? Exactly, yeah. He was an independent so. contractor, which the wrestlers are known as. Yep, yep. 
Also, uh, WWE, former WWE referee John Lotz had passed away. Um, that was definitely, I think, before we were watching wrestling. Um, although he did officiate the match between Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik in the 80s. Um, also, um, which match? Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan. He did. Um, oh, the one where um, Hulk Hogan won the belt? Yes. Damn. Okay. The, yeah, John Lotz. Um, Legendary match. Yeah, but and another wrestling name, promoter, producer, announcer Joe Petticino, who was in w, WCW and AWA and MWA, had passed away. And a former pro wrestling star, Dick Steinberg, who was in the AWA, had also passed. So four four uh, big names in the um, in the uh, wrestling industry, and of course there are also some, some uh, um, celebrities that passed from COVID. Of course, John Lotz actually passed away from COVID nineteen. The referee. Oh, Alan Deval, wow. Academy Award nominated cinematographer, the E.T., um, The Color Purple, yeah. Empire of the Sun, had passed away. Um, also, Henry Grimes, celebrated jazz bassist, as well as Rick May, a voice actor known for uh, The Soldier in Team Fortress 2, also died uh, due to COVID-19 um, symptoms. So, um uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, some sad passings in the in the, the world of entertainment and sports entertainment, but some happy news that Rob Gronkowski is now uh, going back to the New England. No, he's not going to the New England Patriots. He's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to join his buddy, his former teammate, Tom Brady, and that means he will have to, I, I guess, at some point, drop the twenty four seven championship that he won at WrestleMania, Jachi. But. Oh, yeah. uh, um, I guess it wasn't a, a, unexpected because Gronk signed a contract with WWE. And now he's 24-7 champion. And he apparently he, they want him back in the NFL. He, they want him to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to affect his WWE contract. So maybe he'll just do a couple events you know, before. So we'll see what happens. But um, that's all. I mean, we can go into more wrestling, but... I figured yeah, everybody wants good. to, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody wants to end their Last night tonight. Eat so. his mints or whatever the hell he's eating over there. Yeah, you're munching your <laughs> mints. I mean, so. General, I mean. Guys, it was an incredible <laughs> show. Top <laughs> to bottom. Oh, no, we have to we have to go birthday shout outs, right? For those that did not die today. Yes, yes, please. Estelle Harris from Seinfeld is 92 today. Wow. The mother yeah, of Julius, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Jack Nicholson is 83. Wow. Baltimore's wow. own John Waters is 74. Damn. Good. He's um, sweet. I like him. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, music legend Peter Frampton is 70. Uh, wow. Byron Allen is 59. Uh, Negan himself, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, is 54. <laughs> He's uh, older than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Lee from Twin Peaks is 53. She's Sherry also Shep- older than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry Shepard from The View, also 53, but you probably expected that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actor Eric Mabius from Ugly Betty is 49. <laughs> uh, Zach Scott Sagan, I can't pronounce his last name, from Peter Butter Falcon, the Down Syndrome actor. Great actor, uh, by the way. He did a great job in that role. He's 35. Amber Heard, got to hang out with her. Um, in January, um, she's 34. Um, happy birthday, Amber! Even though some people are not on your side, 
Very lovely age. I like her. <laughs> and Machine Gun Kelly's 30. That's birthdays today. Birthdays. Yeah, I remember meeting John Waters at a strip club back in the day. Yes. Like, really? Yes. Like, yeah, like he was he was doing research for uh, what movie was it? Was it Pecker? What movie was in a strip club? Um, or had a stripper? Dirty Shame. Dirty Shame. Dirty yeah, dirty shame. Yeah, we saw him. We, we cool. saw him. We're like, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here in like a, a strip club? Um, you know, with women stripping. He's like, oh, I'm doing research for a movie. <laughs> he figured he'd be at the strip club for men. You know, having right. men dance. But I remember. I met guy. him. I met him at a bookstore. I remember he was. It was. Uh, it was interesting to. Um, I don't really have a funny story like Chachi does about. Well, John Waters. Intense, and, he, he intends, Alexis, you probably saw John Waters at one of the. Um, yes, I saw him at the. I saw, events, him at right? the mm-hmm, I saw him at the Maryland Film Industry Coalition Gala this yes. uh, past October. He's a sweetie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this is the first time I've met him. He's um, an icon. Have you seen yes. any of his films? Alexis? I have seen a couple. I feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got somebody a, from he's got, Baltimore he's got a who's twist, so he's like. Got a twisted sense of uh, yeah storytelling yeah, yeah. well well Al, it's cool Al, what's, your, true to what's your favorite what's your favorite john waters john film? waters movie um i like serum on okay i can hmm. see that that is a fun movie how about josh yeah. what, what about for you i think i like um crybaby the best oh, Johnny really? Depp. that's a good yeah. one too yeah yeah i could see that i actually liked i really like pecker a lot i liked pecker i thought I bet you did was, <laughs> can you can you like um crop that out of um general saying he likes pecker <laughs> oh for future or use or, yeah or just use, yes <laughs> we can put, I love it, we can put it into the put into the so theme song wait, when you say crop the i think theme. you mean edit right no yeah. no they want it they, they clearly yeah, want that to use that out of context in a lot crop of different and places paste into a new promo <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's the oh general talk. Oh, Pecker. and then he and just he loses, loses his head. Did he just fall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the iPad fell. Are you hiding your whiskey? I know Alexis has been showing her wine glass, but I think you're yeah, hiding it's right your whiskey. Wait, actually, wait, were we not supposed to show that? Because it's actually all no, of course you a little bit Okay, great. I was like, well, then you can edit me out of half of this entire interview. I think, I think it's past General's bedtime and Chai's bedtime with General. We're going to forego WWE news this week. Uh, not yeah. much. Uh, I mean, we talked a lot about it last week with the, yeah, no, all the releases going on. Yeah. Um, but we'll resume that next week. Guys, this is an incredible show from top to bottom. We like the fact, of course, starting with the one and the only Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s. It was definitely a fire show. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it was burning. And like, we it just off, lost that so <laughs> much. It was all lit, and then the fire got bigger and bigger. And, <laughs> and, it, was, and it was an Now it's a bonfire. Yes, yeah, bonfire show. This oh, fire yeah. is out of control. Yes. Mike the General Zod, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. I always love being here, and... Uh, I tend to, it seems like I, enter, I entertain shots an awful lot on these Skype. I love, your, all of us. Like, I love your obscure references that you know everything about. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> One and only Alexis Baroni. Are you still it promoting? Is... Are you still plugging away your um, fundraiser? 
or is that no already... that was done last week uh but thank you I, should, I know i should have i should have uh, been here last week as well no no it's, <laughs> it's done unfortunately but uh we did raise a whopping 766 dollars for the maryland food bank slash creatives and the dmv wow. market so you know what i'm not yeah for for a fundraiser i threw together pretty pretty quickly not yeah. not displeased with the results so you know the, the everybody who was involved like all the artists um, and of course all the bidders, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing that they did, you know? Awesome. So we, we did uh, quite a few of the artists who did end up getting bids, ended up donating their portion to the Maryland food bank. So not that. Awesome. So, yeah. I Alexis, I will always yeah. admire, I will always admire how we're, how hard you work on Aww. everything you do. Yes, it's like, does. it always seems like you have so many things going on in so many different places and, yeah, that's a that's a rare thing. So I really get around. Thank you. Aww. Hey, Jill you can, can call me after this. And he can keep complimenting me. It's Aww. fine. No. Yeah, I promise you. I promise you. It's not. It's not just a social media, you know, like poofing either. It's not me just being like, oh yes, they're doing all this stuff. It's like no, I wake up at six a.m. and I I run and mm -hmm. I go do my shit. You know, like yeah, yeah. So that's a, it'll pay that's, off. That's it'll. A, yeah, that's some that's a really good good talent and work ethic to have. So, kudos. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so I do appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Tachi, thanks, you're, thanks we're going to close out the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you everybody. Thank thanks you. Thanks to Al. Al is wonderful. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> thank you very much. Tachi, you're going to close out tonight's show with the classic cut, followed by one of my final on-location interviews of 2020 because we haven't had any events to go to. Uh, of <laughs> Michael Copan from One Tree Hill um, at Katsukon 2020, the anime um, convention at the National Harbor in D.C. I got to interview him. Really cool guy. He's also part Filipino, like you, Alexis, which is amazing. Um, so he's a Filipino. Yep, yep. Like all, so, of us, uh, like all of us here. All of us, all of us, yes. Yes. <laughs> but that interview <laughs> will, will follow Chachi's Classic Cut. Did we even pick a song for this? <laughs> What do you got this week, we buddy? Why don't we play um Poison Poison? That one song from the um Perfects in memory to Oh uh, my gosh, yes. yes. Can, do you, I had one more person to give a shout out to. Um well memory shout out because the rest in peace um list um is a friend that is actually uh guest co hosted on Below the Belt Show. Right. She was a singer, um she was a model. She was getting into acting. She 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 got a part, a lead role in a music video that I helped produce and cast for my friend Rick Peters of the band The Perfects. And um, it's a great, great song track. Too. It's yeah. great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a great song. I watched I mean, it the other Rick, day again. Rick produced a great video. I have a cameo in the in the video. Um, really well produced video, and uh, it featured Alexis Chamberlain. Thank you for reminding me, Chachi, because I totally forgot all about. Um, Alexis Chamberlain um, to acknowledge her, but uh, she tragically passed away um, uh, at the age of 29, I believe. And when it's oh, somebody that's that terrible. Young, birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, she passed away after her birthday, and I don't know if I'm allowed after. to disclose anything about uh, her passing, so I'm, I'm not gonna mention it here on Below the Belt show. Um, but um, you know, it was unexpected. It was definitely unexpected, guys. So. Um, mm. um, the closing song um, for tonight's show will be um, my buddy, uh, our buddy Rick Peters, his band, The Perfects. Um, 
The music video is available on YouTube. Search for The Perfects. Uh, the song's called Many Nights. Yes, and, so. and she was the main girl in the video. That's right. Alexis was a part of the music video. She was the lead actress um, who portrayed um, Rick's love interest. And uh, just watch the music right. video. It's, uh, it's a great video. And you'll free Baltimore folk, DMV folk. You might recognize some people in the video or tried to put a lot of people in there. Chachi, were you busy that day? God damn it. I don't know why you were there. <laughs> I don't know why you're there for that music video. I think it was before I met in general. I think this was maybe. What was that? Was that at Club One? Where was that at? No, this was at um, the Get Down Lounge. The Get Down, that's what it was. Right, right. Yeah. I say 2012 or 2013 is when we uh, was... produced that video. But uh, it was a lot of fun um, video. And um, But, um, you know, it. you'll see uh, the beautiful Alexis who was in it. And uh, she's a dear friend. And, um, you know, definitely sad um, that she's no longer with us. So, um, yeah. Definitely rest in uh, peace. Yeah, so this is uh, this is uh, many nights by the Perfects closing out tonight's show, followed by uh, one of our final on-location interviews at Katsukon 2020 with Michael Copan. Thanks everybody for being a part of this show. We'll see you guys next week. See ya, thank you. Peace. See you guys. All right, bye everybody. See you later. Bye. Take care, guys. <laughs>
And guys, we're here at KatsuCon 2020. That's right. My last interview with this guy was at Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah, Baltimore Comic Con. And now we're at KatsuCon 2020 at the National Harbor. Michael Copan, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And how was your weekend at KatsuCon so far? Uh, you know, I was like surprised. Like I normally don't do well at anime shows, and I just did fantastic in terms of a huge, consistent flow of fans coming up yes. to me. Because, uh, you know, uh, most most people who go to anime shows are not really into the Comic-Con world of... Right. Like, yeah, like exactly. Avengers or Power Rangers. So it was really cool to see that it was a great mix of people. Have you done any voiceover work for any anything, whether animation or anime? No, um, that's the thing. I, I would love to start getting into it. I uh, yeah. haven't, as of this point, done that. Um, but I did just shoot with um, Christy Carlson Romano. And she was going to start, who played Kim, Kim Possible and stuff. She's going to hook me up with her agent. Because I just talked about it. I said, you know, I want to get into voiceovers. Uh, so that, that would be great. So mm -hmm. what I love, uh, I guess, lately has been more Asian representation. I know yeah. you're part Filipino, yeah, which yeah. is great. Um, what are your thoughts on that with movies like Parasite and The Farewell getting a lot of yeah. uh, recognition? Awesome. Like, yeah. awesome. Like, <laughs> I, you know, my manager is even Filipino. It's yeah. And he works for a big company. Uh, I'm with Authentic. They represent, like, Brie Larson who played Captain Marvel yes. so there's a lot of you know ethnics that are not just on the you know acting front but they're on the behind the scenes side of things too so really helps out with uh, us getting more jobs as ethnic characters in pre-2008 I mean a lot of people don't realize this but there was a slow movement and then after the 08 crash that happened yeah. the entire industry fell apart where uh, for ethnics in general where uh, all the, the the writer strike that happened for two years uh, a lot of the ethnic writers were just gone or they couldn't make it through the uh, mix so that's why a lot of the shows like Gossip Girl and 90210 were all more Caucasian based right uh, so, the, so my auditions went from going to having 130 auditions a year to five so a lot of people were like, what happened after Scorpion King? I'm like, well, I had five auditions a year. You know, it's like, how, how do you... And like, all of us, like the Dante Boscos and all of us, we're all, yes. we're all trying to get that job, you know? And, yeah. and it wasn't until like, I left the industry in 2012 to move back to Virginia to write, direct, produce my own features. Okay. But, so you're back in the DMV? So I'm back in, I'm back in the VA. Um, yes. But when I, when I did that, I heard that LA started getting more... Um, like more ethnic culture in for in, in films around 2015-16. Right. So I actually went back to LA for a little bit. That's how I got a new management team and all that. There you go. So I've been auditioning for some big stuff, like the new Mortal Kombat movie I was just up for. Heck yeah. I didn't get it, but um, oh, man. Uh, I know. But I mean, hey, you know, I I'm, I put it out there because look, there's a thousand of us auditioning for things. The guy, yeah. I won't say who got it, but he was in one of the big Marvel movies. He's another Asian guy that got it over me. So uh, him being in another Marvel movie, I obviously put him a step up about uh, you know where I'm at. But you know, there's a lot of us in the business now and I think that's incredible and I, I look at it like you know when I don't get a part anyways it's kind of like finding a wallet on the ground and that's not mine it's it's just not mine you know a lot of people get mad and so it's just not your job if it's not your job you know it's so it belongs to someone else that's an interesting analogy actually yeah you know what yeah that's the way I've lear learned to look at things because yeah. you know it, it's it's you know if it's not yours it's not yours wow All right, well let's talk about the project yeah. you're working right now so on your IMDb you have a series called Young yeah, the, it's good. Yeah. It's called the YA. The it's YA, called, thank yeah, it's you. It's called the YA. <laughs> Not yas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a stem of uh, the yeah. show The Bay. That's it's the Bay's won like 15 Emmys. Okay. Uh, daytime Emmys. So the director or writers of that show did the the 
the YA. Uh, I played the same character, Colton, Colton Kiyosaki. He's a, he's a police officer, so I'm, I'm playing more cop roles now and things like that, which okay. is great. But it's been a great role because that was the first job that I actually booked after producing, you know, Worth the Price, Dystopia, which are both on um, Amazon. And uh, yeah. I've got some other projects I've directed and produced, like Killer Holiday. And uh, yeah, and then that's rolling me into starting my own YouTube channel. Let's yeah, go. which is great. Is it ready? Is it ready? The YouTube channel. It, uh, it's not ready. At the end okay. of March. At the okay. end of March. I don't know when this is going to air, but if you're watching this now, by by the end of March 2020, that my YouTube channel will be out under just the Michael Copon brand. Okay. Um, what can we expect? You can expect so many. So I'm launching. A, so I've been in the business March of 2000 to 2020. It's 20, 20 years. years. So it's going to be a 20 year doc in 20 minutes. It's just going to show you everything I've done in 20 minutes from the past 20 years. Wow. A lot of things you don't know, like when I was signed to Lou Proman's record label, who started in singing Backstreet Boys, when I toured with Bruno Mars, when I've, yeah, uh, you know, I met Drake before he was Drake. You know, I'm going to show all these photos, this journey of me as an actor in the business, the, the ups, the downs, the things I didn't get that you probably don't know, like High School Musical, uh, you know, all these different things that like I was just this close to. Um, I want to, I want to show it for the fact that like, you know, not to give up. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. didn't work for 10 years and now he's Iron Man. You know, very good point. It's yeah. a very good point. And it's like, it's, I'm learning I'm in that level of my career where it's time to show people that. And I'm also teaching people. I have an acting course I'm releasing. So you, if you want to learn how to be an actor or be an influencer or a filmmaker yourself, I'm going to show people how to film, edit, light your own YouTube channels, how to be your own motivational that is influencer. so needed. I think that's so great, especially for people that want to create their own content. Yeah. They can go to your official YouTube page. Yeah, they need to because you need to. Yeah. You need to. The whole world is moving that way where people are going to want to yes. hear you know what you're talking about there's not enough creators to be honest yeah. you know it's just it's just like uh, if you look at the eight, the eight eight and a half billion population I mean you would say still like less than three percent of the people are actually creators that's a very good point wow so let's talk about uh, some of your past work which I know has, has gotten crazy phantom I mean looking at your banner right now the blue ranger I know they had that new um, um, power rangers movie have they reached out have they, have they no, I, I think I think what Lionsgate is doing is they're yeah. they're kind of staying with the new, you know, new actors, new yeah. cast. They're not really reaching out to like past Rangers anymore. Um, yeah. But I think that's going to change. I think uh, the more the fans write and say, "Hey, we want to see old Rangers." Yes. Uh, in it and, JDF and, versus uh, Michael Copon. Yeah, well, another thing with my YouTube channel, like you're gonna be able to see me react to old yeah. episodes. That's another thing I'm offering. But I'm also shooting some stuff that's kind of driven to my character Lucas, uh, kind of more backstory and pre pre story of like who Lucas Kendall was as a Power Ranger and like where he is now after Power Rangers. I'm wow. trying to find the cheapest solution to shoot like one location to kind of give a lot of dialogue, uh, and and hopefully that goes into something that can be yeah. my own episodic. I know they're um, rebooting or doing another sequel series of Gossip Girl. What if we would do uh, a One Tree Hill? Mm -hmm. And uh, how would you feel about reprising your role for that? I think be, I think it'd be great. You know, um, I've been uh, I've been offered parts that are similar, and yeah. uh, I'd like to play a good character this time. Uh, I'm kind of done playing the bad boy and, uh, and, and on on shows like that. It's just not my. It's not just who I. It's not really who I am, anyways. Okay. And I think it's more like I've got a lot of that stuff out of my system. I played a serial killer. Yeah. I played a demon in Night of the Demons. But you know, for me, I, I really want to put more positive content out there. I think we're in a world right now where positivity is becoming more scarce, and like the negative is actually being pushed forward. And the funny thing about negative people and negativity in general, they're more aggressive. They're more out there. 
they're they're pushing their agenda more than positive people are pushing the positive agenda. Wow. So I feel as, as as where I'm being led to by my creator is like saying, hey, I need to be one of the people influencing people into positivity, and stop and stop just you know implementing like negative. Just 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 to show people I can be a negative. I already got that out of my system, you know. And I think it's actually it's actually you, you know show that range as an actor anyways. You want to show both yeah, sides. Yeah, you got to show you know look I think the light it, side and the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> look, it has to stay balanced, guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, I appreciate the dark. You know, because without the dark, we wouldn't appreciate the positive. You know, there you, go. you wouldn't say the word thank you if you didn't know what that meant. You know, if you weren't thankful for certain great things, you wouldn't be, you know, saying that word. And I think the dark has to be relevant because if without people being rude or unkind, then we wouldn't understand what a kind and generous person is. So, but I think it's imperative that a lot of us have to continue. If you are a positive person, you have to just not be quiet about it and wait, wait for, you know, wait for your turn. No, you have to push the positivity out there. You have to do good deeds and you have to help people and you have to do stuff that's, that's beneficial to the world. You know, we need it more than ever before. That's for sure. No, for sure. And I saw on your MDB, you have a music producing credit for yeah. a recent film. Can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been producing music for uh, yeah. gosh, I mean, about ten years. Um, I, I, I love, I love music. I love anything artistic. Um, like I said, I toured with Bruno Mars as a singer. I produced all my music uh, for that album that I was working on. One foot in, one foot out is always what I've been in the music side. That's why I never really gave it my all. So I kind of just took it off my plate altogether. Because I feel like if I'm not going to do something fully, I don't want to do it half-ass. So I am pretty much took the music out of my life, but it's still always in my heart. Uh, I've always loved I, I'm a certified engineer in Pro Tools. Uh, I use the logic. Uh, so, so, yeah, singing, songwriting, it's in my blood. Who would you like to collaborate with? Musically, I mean, yes. if, uh, you know, I really love Bruno. I, I love. I actually didn't get to, you know, collaborate with him. Um, two Filipinos right there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, I love what some of the new artists are doing too. Um, there's a lot of people I would like to have. You know, Music Soul Child in the past, I would love to have collaborated with him and. Um, you know, different, different more r I'm more of an R&B soul kind of guy, so it's more of that, more of that genre. Not that I'm dissing anything that's in the music world today. I just, I just enjoy a lot of the old school R&B. Awesome. Multifaceted artist, guys. Actor, music producer, singer extraordinaire. He's here at Katsucon 2020. Michael Copan. Oh, fellow Filipino as well. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to us here on Below the Belt. Thank awesome. you, guys. All right. Michael Copan, guys. More to come. Below the Belt. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.